0: Here we go. Good day. My name is Jacob Bomber.
1: I'm Jake Mathis.
0: (laughs) Today is Thursday, October 17th. It is roughly 11 minutes past noon. And this is the first time we've recorded two episodes in one week. And we're really excited.
1: About to be exhausted. (laughs) Joining us here today is a a buddy of mine from high school that we've been lucky enough to uh, grow close together and. We bond over a few things, including sports. Um, We've been through a a few wonderful classes together, which is super rare for a uh, a public high school that you're put into a classroom with people you already know because there's so many people, and you're just like, eh, I'll figure it out, who I know. And then I always see him. I'm like, look at that. And I got to sit next to him for most of the year, and we had great conversations throughout the year. Um, So, Blake?
2: Hey, what's up? I'm Blake Wall. (laughs)
0: You you did a much better job of introducing
3: yourself <laughs> you just I, I agree. Wait,
0: they got last names.
3: Oh, well, okay. he said his, so it's fine. Whatever.
0: You're right. Um, so to get started, I realized it was brought to my attention that I mentioned a couple of people last time uh, without saying at all who they were, uh, specifically Cody. So for background information, I live with a family, the Kurtz family, that is headed by Chuck and Katrina. Um, Chuck is an elder at our church. Katrina teaches science at the school that I used to teach at Lakewood Christian. I've known them a really long time. Um, Cody also lives there. Cody is turning 25 next month. Um, but I've known him since he was a freshman in high school when he, that was my first small group that I led in the high school ministry at Long Beach Grace. And so I've known them for a long time, lived with them for three years. Um, Kimberly, Devin and Kyle are also children in the family. Devin just got married to Elisa. Kyle has been married to Taylor for three years and Cody is in a relationship with Brooke and that's everyone's names. There's a baby. Kyle and Taylor have a baby named bear who just turned one a month ago. Um, and he's walking around, but for future reference, I'm going to reference them a lot. Jake will probably (laughs) reference them at some point. Most of them will be in here as guests. Um, so for the record, that's who those people are. Um, one real quick topic that I didn't really even talk too much about, but oh. we're gonna—it came up because of what happened last night. So we have high school group on Wednesday nights, and so last night we had high school group, yeah. and Jake, how many Kinda. high schoolers showed up?
1: We had a total of one high school student show up, about forty-five minutes late too.
0: So, so that was an interesting moment. Um, that's rare. We usually have more people than that. It's yeah, not like our group more. only has <laughs> one person, but it—I mean. We helped him with his homework. One of our former students came in, and she had a project to work on. We helped her with that. Um, But it was funny because the topic kind of came up in my class this morning. So I take child development classes at Long Beach City College, and one of them is a human development class. That's the one that I'm in class for. The other three are online. And we were talking about the pressures that kids face because we were talking Mm. about different child-rearing tactics and whatever. And so we are talking about kids being under a lot of pressure, and I volunteered that – yeah, we only had one kid at youth group last night because our kids are just pulled in so many different directions. Yeah. We have multiple people that were working on. It's homecoming week at Valley, so they're doing stuff for that. One of the kids on his birthday had to go somewhere for a band event. Yeah, we so got him a cake and everything, and I got to eat it. <laughs> it, it. It was then intended to be Jake's, and then Jake only got one bite out of it because the one high schooler annoying. ended up eating three quarters of it. Because he's a growing boy and needs his calories. Ah, um, that's gonna definitely repair his shoulder. <laughs> so, so it was just it was really interesting, and it's a topic that I've had a lot of thoughts and opinions on. We're not going to go into it now because I can talk for a half hour, and we don't need to do that. It'll be in a book that I write someday, whenever I get around to doing that. I better um, be mention um, it. But it's <laughs> oh, you'll you'll be in it. Um, it's just, and I don't know how the three of us can relate to it. I can't in terms of being busy. You guys can talk on it if you want. But, like, I never felt overworked. I never felt like I never had time for stuff. I never I, – when I was in middle school and high school, I literally just – I would hang out with my friends for an hour or two after school. and Then I'd go home. I'd hang out, eat, and watch TV and do my homework, and that was it. But that's because I wasn't involved in anything. The one sport that I played only took up an hour or two after school every day, and then that was fine. I wasn't going to church or part of any youth group. I wasn't part of any extra – Curricular activities. So for me, life was super easy. So I look at all of our kids that are super busy all the time and just never have any free time because they're always doing all this other stuff or always have so much homework. And I'm like, I don't relate to that.
1: Yeah, for me, um, no. Uh, so like my high school, I ran track all for years. So like I was at school until almost 5.30, 6 o'clock every day. So like from 2.45 to 6.30, I'd have practice almost. Either that, or I'd be sitting around after practice, or we'd go to a pasta party where we would just carb up the night before a meet, and we would just be with people all the entire time. Like, so I barely had time for homework, so I stressed out about that a lot, and I just didn't do it. Um, didn't do the homework. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so like that, like I understand kind of how the stressful things like that, and then I have one of the most stressful things in the world, which is like Green Oak Ranch when I'm in charge of ten screaming children, and
0: one week out of the year. It
1: is the most stressful time of the year. You will understand it if you had to watch 10 screaming children 24 hours a day.
0: T- 24 hours? You watch them while everyone's asleep?
3: And I during, mean, if and they during were your break up, times?
1: I mean, I was on a phone with people if I had to be. And also, when they were sleeping, if they had to wake up to pee, they would wake me up, and I'd say, just go by yourself. You don't need to wake me up. You're old enough. <laughs> Did you have,
2: like, a stressful, like... Time in high school with like time management? I guess like with like academics. I didn't take school itself seriously enough mm-hmm. for sure. I realize that now. Um I was I was in choir, show choir. Um like you said, Jake and I went to the same high school and
0: La Salle has a like nationally famous show like all yeah, that stuff it's, is it's super insane. good.
2: One out of five kids at the school is in show choir it's there. Insane. Um, so I was, I was busy with that. I've probably
0: seen you perform once or twice and didn't, yeah,
2: probably we graduated the same year. So, but yeah, I didn't take school seriously. I was, I was more concerned about hanging out with my buddies or with the girl I was dating at the time. So I, I wasn't too stressed out. I regret it a little bit. Now I wish (laughs) I stressed myself out a little (laughs) bit more. Wish you put more on your shoulders.
0: Oh, well, well there we are. So if you're a parent listening to this. Hi mom. Know. Don't st- <laughs> try not to stress your kids out. Don't make them do everything all the time. Let them have some free time. Kids need play time from the age of kindergarten up through being a senior in high school. Like, um, and continue, outlets. mom.
1: Please don't make me do the leaves again.
0: <laughs> Jake's part-time gardener for his house, and this is the season where a million leaves fall every day, and he is tasked. With yeah,
1: I forgot why I hate fall, and then it reminded me when I started seeing leaves slowly fall from my window. I'm like, wow. I'm the one who has to clean that up. <laughs> we don't have a leaf blower. We don't have anything. I have this old janky rank that Rank. Rake. Rake, there we go. Yep. That splinters and blisters my hands a lower.
0: But you're okay now.
1: I mean I got a little red mark, but yeah.
0: That's fine. Alright, moving on. We're gonna talk some football a little bit. You wanna lead that discussion?
1: <laughs> um yeah, so it's a Thursday, and nothing really has been played yet.
0: Besides the Nationals qualifying for the World Series, and I'm very excited about that. that oh,
1: yeah, I forgot all about that. Because once... <laughs> oh, the
0: Angels as, got a new manager. Blake man- wait, shakes his head The <laughs> Angels disapprovingly. got a new manager. They did. I am also very <laughs> excited about that. I had a couple of people be like, how do you feel about this? I said, I feel great, because he was next in line for Socia for a long time, but Socia wasn't going anywhere, so... So he's like, "All right, I'm out." And he led Tampa Bay to the World Series, and then he took the Cubs to the World Series and won it with them. Yeah, I feel so very comfortable I'm, with him. I'm pretty happy about having and him. He back. also
1: spoke about one of my favorite players and he spoke high praise against or with high praise for him, which a lot of people don't normally do. He's kind of like the most underrated player on our team, David Fletcher, and being able to hear him say potential all-star in his career and stuff like that, I just it felt fantastic to me that they were like – they are finally recognizing – like someone
2: finally recognizes how good this young player is.
1: So
0: why did you shake your head at the mention oh, of the National I'm League?
2: just a very disappointed Dodgers fan <laughs> sitting here. We <laughs> need so to stop
0: bringing Dodgers fans in here. <laughs> <laughs> they're very what fun. are we doing? We're I Angels fans. We host the show. Well, we you keep bringing you Dodgers people in here. I don't like <laughs> – I mean, I guess. Anyway, so that's our baseball.
1: On to football. So, yeah, we're going to go through um, – I'll I'll say who's playing this week, what teams are playing, and then we're going to go and choose who um who we think our winners would be,
0: right? Sure, just the winners straight up.
1: Yeah, so starting tonight we have Kansas City at Denver.
0: I I mean, Kansas City's lost two games in a row and Mahomes is limping and Denver's defense is pretty darn good and it's I did in not Denver. Know.
1: <laughs> hmm. I did not know that he was limping. So yeah, yeah. that the kind last of two games pushes a little towards hits. Denver.
0: Um, so it's hard to not like. I don't see how Kansas City can lose three games. They're not as bad as the Cowboys and the Rams. And so <laughs> I don't
1: know though, because what if we finally figured out how to beat Andy Reid?
0: I mean, <laughs> it's not like Andy Reid goes 14 and two every year. I don't know. I mean I'm still gonna I'm gonna pick Kansas City even all that being said. Um I'm picking Denver.
1: At Denver, quarterback elite Joe Flacco is coming in. Oh He's gonna throw five hundred yards, four touchdowns, and um elite Joe Flacco. Yeah. And then they're gonna trade Sanders to uh the
2: Packers. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. I mean I wouldn't mind another receiver. I just don't see Kansas City losing three straight games. Not, even yeah. with Olymping limping Patrick Mahomes. And uh, they're beat up a little bit, but I, they're just a superior team going into Denver.
0: Agreed. Next. So,
2: the next game,
1: um, Arizona at the Giants. So, both teams are garbage. So, I'm going to choose with the potential. lesser of two. Garbages, and that would probably be the Giants at this point because Danny Dimes.
0: I'm taking the Giants too, mostly because of the home field thing, and I'm not sure that Kyler Murray can put two straight good games together in a row. I also might have out last to start.
1: Week. I might have to start Golden Tate in fantasy. So
0: that's unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Well, if Devontae Adams doesn't play, and if Amari Cooper doesn't play, I'm kind of in trouble. Did Cooper get?
0: Quotted oh yeah, because. Yeah, he got hurt a couple weeks ago. In the the Giants, Arizona.
2: I'm going with the Giants. They're still playing good. They're at home for one, and I don't think Murray is going to be able to put it together on the road. And even without Saquon or Sterling Shepard, they're still they still doing decent on offense. Danny Dimes. I, I'm not a big fan of him, but he's doing good enough. He had a really good first half yeah. against the Patriots. That's true. I mean they. They stayed in there for a half. Well, and that then, was more their defense than it was Daniel Jones.
1: But Yeah, but still, they stayed in the half, which is exactly. more than a lot of teams have done against the powerhouse of New England. So next game is Houston at Indianapolis, which I think this could be one of the better games of not only this week, but also the season.
0: Why is that? Because... To young underrated quarterbacks. I don't. You think Deshaun Watson is underrated? I think that he How does not How many people do you hear talking about Watson going? He's not very good.
1: <laughs> Quite a bit actually. Who? Um, names should not be named. Okay. Me, <laughs> <laughs> I I had very low expectations for him, and then he became good, and I picked him up in fantasy, and he was great. He's but fantastic. At Indianapolis, I feel like the blood of Pat McAfee will somehow seep in there, and they will win because of Jacoby Brissett's underrated career so far.
0: And I'm also picking the Colts, just, I think, home field and that kind of situation. I like and Houston in this one.
2: Good. I kind of like the Texans, but I, I do really like Deshaun Watson. I think them, and I think they'll be able to do it in against the Colts.
1: It's hard to pick against the man, the myth the legend, J.J. Watt, though. So, But yeah, exactly. I still think Colts can uh, win this one without... Uh, Without any luck. Get it? Because luck retired. Yeah.
0: Ah. (laughs) One of my fantasy teams is called out of luck because we drafted (laughs) before he retired, so I picked him. So the
1: next game, Miami at Buffalo, which (laughs) the spread
2: is pretty rough, but I'm choosing Buffalo. (laughs) I'm
1: also
0: choosing (laughs) Buffalo. Miami's so bad.
2: I'm not bold enough to say that Miami would win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, um,
1: yep, with that's with
0: the points, I'm taking Miami because 17 points is a lot yeah, in a divisional insane. game. And Buffalo's offense isn't really, really good. It's just that their defense is really good. I so can't even believe, if Miami like, only scores 7 to 10 points, it's not like I'm expecting Buffalo to score 24 points.
1: I can't believe that this is such a one-sided affair right now. Or like that point spread is a, the biggest point spread by far this week. And it's just crazy.
2: 17.
1: Yeah, that's insane. So, a uh, next one, Minnesota at Detroit, which is a very hard pick for me because I despise both teams, but I feel like Detroit is going to go in there and win because they want revenge for what happened to them on Monday Night Football.
0: I'm, I really want to pick Detroit, and Detroit's at home, but I just feel like, do you know who the so. On the podcast I listened to, they mentioned this stat this morning. The only team in the league that is top five in yards per play on offense and on defense. Minnesota. Minnesota, is, which is crazy because Kirk Cousins is not good, oh. except he's like third in the league in QB rating right now. Really I mean, bad.
1: He's got two... All-star okay. receivers they can throw to and they catch the ball. Goff has
0: three, and uh, what, yeah, yeah, what does that do for Goff? So, I'm I'm astonished that Cousins is playing at that level. I did not even realize that that was happening. Um, That's so I trash. just based on that, I have to go Minnesota. Though, are you guys aware of like what Detroit has done this year, like no. how their schedule has played out? So they're two-two and one. They should have beat Green Bay. Nah. It should be Green Bay, so that's they should be three one and one. They tied Arizona in the opening week I when they were destroying that. Arizona that whole time. I, I felt so like they, they were gonna should be a lot four worse one
1: before that. Like after that, I'm like they're gonna be trash now. And you know what their other Arizona. loss
0: is? To the Chiefs at the end of that game mm-hmm. when the Chiefs went all the way down, like Stafford went down and they took the lead, and then Mahomes came back down and took the lead. They've been very close so. There's two losses: are the Chiefs and Packers in games that they should have won and they tied a game that they were up by like 15 or something at one point. So Detroit very reasonably could be undefeated right now and they're 2-2 two, two and 1 and in last in their division. So I'm inclined to pick them, but I'm picking Minnesota cuz I don't I'm know also
2: why. I'm also going with Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is surprisingly good for now. Yeah. And I'm really I really like Dalvin Cook as well. He's been getting me some some good fantasy points. I have them in two of my leagues, so. Minnesota. Go Vikings.
1: Oakland at Green Bay. I'm going to have a bold prediction here Green Bay is going to win this game. So bold. Why is that bold? The joke behind that is because I'm a Green Bay fan, and I'm not going to pick against my team. Cheesehead. Okay,
0: because they're favored by six points, so the boldness doesn't really exist in that way.
1: Well, doesn't matter. Our defense is better. We're going to play at a high level. And you know,
0: I, I have Green Bay on one of my teams, and I have the Chargers defense. I have both of them on my team because at some point somebody had to buy it. I don't know what happened. And Green Bay only like 10th. Which,
1: in fantasy points, yes. Yeah. But in defense-wise, we're not. What does that mean? Like, points-wise, we're 10. But in defense like proficiency, I'm pretty sure we're a top five. At one point, we were Blake there, talk look this up.
2: I'm going with Green Bay in this game as well. You have Carr versus Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is superior in every way, shape, and form. And Green Green Bay is all. All I'm really gonna say is they're just looking on fire right now, and they're gonna they're gonna go far unless something crazy happens. Man, do we hope nothing crazy happens like every year. Like Aaron Rodgers breaking his collarbone again or something.
0: (laughs) So Green Bay is (laughs) 14th in the league in yards per play. Which, I don't know why there aren't averages per games in here. This is annoying. So we're going to... Oh, it's lower. I had to scroll down further. Well, yay me. Uh, Keep talking about Uh.
1: (laughs) Well, so should I keep on the Green Bay train? Sure. Well, so another reason why I think we will be able to succeed easily is um, the Smith brothers, who aren't actually brothers, for many of you that don't know that, um, but are two big free agent signs. They are a linebacker and a defensive end, and they're both incredibly good right now. And I don't think the Oakland line is that – is the Oakland line that good? I don't know. Because, I mean, if it's not, then who knows? Maybe we can hopefully uh, tear them up. But – I'm afraid of Josh Jacobs, and I'm still starting him, so hopefully he does You're okay. starting
0: him against your team? That yeah. That feels sacrilegious. I mean,
1: <laughs> I wouldn't mind one long run as long as we're up by three touchdowns. <laughs> that run. was my knee cracking very loud.
0: But I, but I think all three of us are picking Green Bay.
1: Yeah. So
3: Next. Okay.
1: Um, Jacksonville at Cincinnati. I am... I don't, think, I don't think any of
0: us doubt who you're picking in that game.
1: Gardner Minshew is the
3: truth,
0: and I, that's it. No, even, I don't even though, need to even though the hit they just took by giving us Jalen Ramsey.
1: I, I mean, even without even without Jalen Ramsey, which we haven't had the last few weeks, AJ Boye has still won the top
0: corners in the league. And it's not like Cincinnati has a lot of. Threats that they're throwing out there. Right
1: yeah, now. no John Ross, no A.J. Green. Cincinnati's
2: so bad, like the Dolphins. But I'm gonna go, and I hate Cincinnati because I'm a Steelers fan. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they're gonna get their first win this week in Cincinnati. If Ooh. it was in Jacksonville, I don't think they would. I don't
1: know, man. We'll see. But I, I'm not gonna bet against the man, the myth, the legend, Gardner Minshew.
0: How many people are the man, the myth, and the legend?
1: Um. At least four or
0: five. <laughs> Who are the other three? <laughs> Michael <laughs> so Nelson
1: Trout. Um, I haven't said this man's name in quite a while, but Aaron Rodgers. Um,
0: he's four. the truth. Because J.J. Watt was also. Yeah, J.J.
2: Watt. Oh, yeah, J.J. Watt was man of the month um, as well.
0: You know, the Dolphins have only scored 42 points total this year. Oh
2: That's not God. great.
1: In
0: much. five games.
2: That's not great at They're all.
0: They're minus 138 in five games. Oh, my. <laughs> Quick math tells you that's 27 points per game they average losing by. The,
1: so, like, there's not even, like, a high point Because I looked at Cincinnati. Defense.
0: Cincinnati's given up 159 points, which is, like, ninth or tenth worse than the league. Normally, whatever. if
1: you have a bad offense, Miami's you Miami's been
0: outscored by 138 points. Miami has been outscored by more points than half the teams in the league have scored. Total. That's so bad. Oh,
2: my gosh. Yeah, that is so bad. I, yeah. I'm That's down. worse than the Browns were a few years ago. It's
1: not. Good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like statistically this is like, one of the worst seasons recorded.
0: Uh, yeah, losing every game by 20 <laughs> is terrible.
1: Next up is L.A. Rams at Atlanta. It's also hard to say L.A. Rams. I feel like whenever I want to say Rams, I want to say St. Louis.
0: I, yep, I do that a lot So too. I'm picking the Rams. I don't think we're going to lose four games in a row. And Atlanta's pretty bad too, so Atlanta. I, I think we get it together.
2: Rams are my side team. I'm going with them. I the the Jalen Ramsey trade is an interesting one. They gave up so much for him. He's him. gonna he's gonna Marcus Peters always gets burned. Well he's gone. So and good. he's gone now and you have Ramsey instead of him. That's an instant upgrade. Jared Goff is I do like the Rams. I do feel like Jared Goff has been overrated throughout his career a little bit. He's still been a decent quarterback. I mean,
0: not really right now. but <laughs> One of my friends compared him to Alex Smith, which is like, I wish he were Alex Smith because then he wouldn't turn the ball over, except Jared Goff's lead the league <laughs> in turnovers. Or at least quick, he was going into last week, and then Winston had like Quick five. fact about Alex Smith he's had to
1: have 17 surgeries on his legs. Oh
0: my like total over his whole career? Because he's blown no, out his knee a couple of this, times because I think of the it's one. Because he's had of, 17 this, surgeries on yeah,
1: the of this injury, yeah, he's still recovering from, which. Speak- I don't know if he's going to be able to play football.
0: Speaking of Alex Smith, the Niners and Redskins are playing in our next pick. He was on both Oh, I'm like, I forgot he was on. He's, I mean, he's still currently on the Redskins, I Spins forgot that he was
1: on the um, San Francisco 49ers. But no. I also didn't say why I'm choosing Atlanta. No. Matty Ice It's going to go in there and throw five touchdowns, what? 500 yards. What
0: makes you think that? Because he's cold oh, to yeah, ice? Because he's cold. <laughs> <sighs>
1: You get the old song reference, right? <laughs> I, I don't know who it's yes, sung Jake. by. I know it's a very old song. I knew it probably speak closer to your generation. No no
0: need no need to sacrifice your love, Jake.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um.
0: I think those are the lyrics.
1: I I actually yeah. Um I think I heard someone do karaoke of that this week. Oh but I yeah, can't remember willing to sacrifice
0: our love. You never take advice. Someday you'll pay the price.
1: Oh there we go. That was poetry moment with Jacob. It was. <laughs> San Francisco at Washington.
0: That's sung by Foreigner. San Francisco.
2: San Francisco. Washington. No, nope, I'm kidding. San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. Washington.
1: I wanted
0: <laughs> Jimmy G right now. Washington has only beaten <laughs> Miami. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, the 49ers' defense, to me, is also extremely good. And I feel like their young guns are just better than... Washington's anything. (laughs) I don't think Washington's going to be able to. I mean, Washington will probably put up a touchdown or two, but.
0: They're like one bright spot is McLaurin.
1: Yeah, McLaurin's actually pretty good. I wish I would have drafted him in fantasy, but no
2: one knew about him. The rest is darkness.
1: Yeah, literally. (laughs) There's. I mean, Adrian Peterson has some highlight every once in a while, but like. He's a shadow of what he once was. Their mm-hmm. other oh, two man. running backs literally tear their ACLs or tweak their knees every single week. It's just sad. And, I mean, maybe one day they'll figure something out and be as good as they were with um, that other guy uh, RG3, R3 Jesus, or whatever
0: was it? rg 3 3 There we go. Bobby Three Sticks? I don't like that one as much. I love that one. Bobby Three Sticks sticks is so good.
1: Next game, LA Chargers at Tennessee. This is a very hard game to pick because both of them are not playing well. But I am going to say at Tennessee. Sorry, Ian. um, Only because I want Ryan Tannehill to go out there and just throw. He's not.
0: (laughs) There's nothing in Ryan Tannehill's history that would tell you that he's going to go do anything.
1: I am writing history right now then. He will go out there and he will tear it up. The and
2: Derrick Henry is a
1: monster.
0: I mean, that may be true, but...
2: And you look at how Philip Rivers is playing right now, especially in Sunday night's game against Pittsburgh. There was one of his first throws of the night. He's a lateral to Melvin Gordon. It goes right over his head. Oh, Devin oh, Bush picks wrong. it. He did not play good. And he so I he think, hasn't been. I think, go Ryan Tannehill. 500
0: yards.
1: <laughs>
2: there we go. So, yeah. Also, with Philip Rivers, I think his
1: 11 kids are catching up to him. It's not 11. Is it? It's nine.
0: It's, I'm pretty sure it's a nine.
1: His kids are catching up to him. I think his. He's just slowing down. He's aging too fast for um, anything else. And they don't have a backup that's going to be good enough for him right now. So it's. We'll see where um, the future takes
2: the L.A. Chargers. Have you seen the the video of? Um, Philip Rivers talking trash.
0: Oh, that's the best.
2: Yeah, I mean, no, he's a great trash talker, but he he's Talks not. like he's a 60-year-old man.
1: <laughs> yes, but he's hilarious, but he can't throw the football right now, and I feel like he will eventually be able to.
0: Haley, Caroline, Grace, Gunner, Sarah, Peter, Rebecca, Claire, and another baby. Those Most of those are female. Kids. Yeah. That's a
1: good ratio. Two, two boys. Oh, wow. He needs to step up if he wants to carry the Rivers' name to uh, fame like that. Hopefully they get another quarterback in the family. Gunnar Rivers is a cool name too, though. <laughs> it is. I'm, I hope I'm his middle that.
0: name is like. I'm not gonna dive. Gunnar River. It was enough to get those names.
1: Yeah, it was pretty hard. I'm sorry. Um,
0: want me to name all the Cromartie children?
1: No, that will take us. <laughs> that will take us a 30 minute segment. It would. Um, Baltimore at Seattle, which I think is going to be a great game as well. I hope it's televised. Um but oh I will be Define driving televised. I will be driving home from the desert so I won't be able to watch it, so never mind. Um there are ways. Yeah, I'll probably pull on my phone. Baltimore at Seattle. I am gonna say definitely Seattle. I told my grandpa, my grandpa Tom that lives up in Washington that I would never bet against Seattle unless they're playing the Packers. So Seattle, because Russell Wilson is MVP, in my opinion right now. It's in between him oh, yeah. and McCaffrey. Yeah.
2: There's no other people that are close right now. Agreed. I don't know. Baltimore's a really good running back in Lamar Jackson right now. So
0: <laughs> Don't let him hear you say that. <laughs> he doesn't approve of that.
2: My brother's a Baltimore fan. I'm a Steelers fan, so we get along really well sometimes. <laughs> those, um, have
0: been those have been some of the most fun games to watch over the last 15 years.
2: They are so good. Yeah. You should have seen us a couple weeks ago.
3: That was a good game a couple weeks ago,
2: the Steelers-Ravens. But I agree with Russell Wilson is making the strongest statement for MVP right now. He's playing ridiculously well. Especially, I just can never take my mind off that throw to Tyler Lockett in the end zone mm. a couple weeks ago. That was insane. That was that was not, I thought pleased. I one of the commentators said it, and I was thinking it the whole time. I thought he was just throwing the ball away. He was about to get sacked. And somehow Tyler Lockett he, pulls that in.
0: He was definitely throwing the ball away. He okay. He has the second highest completion percentage in the league right now, does Russell Wilson.
2: Who is
1: heist?
0: I'll give you five guesses each.
1: Tom Brady. No. Gardner Minshew. No. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. No. Um.
0: Aaron Rodgers is twenty second.
1: That's fine. We don't throw the ball as much anymore. Um Dak Prescott, no. Um,
0: Don't throw the ball as much as more. He's still ninth in the league in attempts. Anyway.
1: So for uh, my my final guess
2: is going to be Matt Ryan.
0: Third. I'm impressed. Good job.
2: Patrick Mahomes.
0: No. Kirk Cousins. No. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: um, I know it's not Jared Goff.
0: Definitely not. <laughs>
2: Who else is it? Teddy Bridgewater?
3: No, he's eighth. That's, eighth. That's impressive. He's actually. He's doing pretty
2: good. I'm liking Teddy Bridgewater right now. Um, who even else is it? Lamar Jackson? No. Um, <laughs> Baker Mayfield? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Derek Carr. <laughs> Derek Carr? Oh. Derek Carr? I would not guess
0: percentage. Wow. Yeah.
2: What's what's his ratio?
0: <laughs> oh, touchdown interception. Yeah. Has, has he not even six to three? Six th- he only has six touchdowns.
1: That's, oh, that's uh, interesting.
0: Joe Flacco has six touchdowns.
1: Uh, and 12 picks.
0: No, five.
1: Oh, Yeah. almost even.
0: <laughs> Pretty close. Um,
1: but New Orleans at – did you pick for the last one? Seattle. Okay. New Orleans at Chicago. I'm going to go New Orleans because I believe in the new, and I just think they're better In the better new? Team.
0: Yeah. New What's Orleans, man. Oh. Okay. <laughs>
2: I just said I like what Teddy Bridgewater is doing. True. He is surprisingly good, for now at least.
0: So, fun fact on Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> That's the other stat that I heard this morning on the podcast that I listened to. So, in football, you bet against the spread. So, in this case, the Bears are favored by three at home. So, at Chicago minus three, whatever. And so as like a quarterback who dictates a lot of the game, they'll have like quarterback records against the spread. In Teddy Bridgewater's career, he's 26-7 and seven against the spread. Oh, that man. means if you bet on Teddy Bridgewater every start he's ever had, you would have won 26 times and only lost seven times. Jeez. So if they've been favored, he's covered and won by more. Or if they've been losing, he's at least been within.
3: That's
1: crazy, actually. Stats he's my a good mind. quarterback. Yeah, I think um, when Drew comes back, they maybe put him on the trade block. Maybe
2: I think that's exactly what they'll
1: do. I, I mean, I actually probably have to be next season because I don't know when Drew's – Drew's coming back in like two weeks probably, and that's – the deadline will be over, I'm pretty sure. I think trade deadline is like in the next two weeks.
2: Um, Yeah, New Orleans. They'll trade him weeks. in the offseason, I bet. Yeah.
0: Philadelphia, yeah, you don't, don't want to trade your good backup quarterback in the middle of they the They have
2: season.
1: another great backup quarterback.
0: You're not even going to say his name right.
1: I'll talk to him later. Taysom Hill. Hey, look at that. I know. Usually you say like Tyson. The Mormon missile. The <laughs> <laughs> Mormon um, Philadelphia at Dallas. I am hammering Philadelphia because
2: Dallas is not good. I don't. You don't believe in the boys? I never believed in the boys. I don't believe in the boys either. I definitely have the Eagles winning this one. But, like, they're still good. It's debatable. That's, <laughs> <They're>,
0: like, <laughs> That's why they've Prescott, lost the last three games. Okay, yeah. Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. Ezekiel Elliott is an elite running back. I agree with that one. Their defense is good. Ah,
1: their offensive they're as good line, as Green Bay's. Their offensive line
0: is injured. And still overrated. I mean, I'm picking Philadelphia, but I'm not, I'm not confident in it. So I, think be, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a pretty good game. Is that the? It's in Sunday night game? It is.
1: That's terrible. Get a better Sunday it's night game. It's literally
0: Dallas brings in the biggest ratings of any Sadly, team in the country. Sadly, let's put
1: something good on TV though. Let's put Seattle and um, Baltimore. Here's for the thing
0: about television: they make money. Nobody outside of Seattle or Baltimore cares about I do. Seattle and Baltimore. I want a good
1: game. Like, man.
0: Define, okay, what makes a good game?
1: High scoring, good plays by either side of the ball, and entertainment. Just so good, good scores. Good scores above 20s for both teams.
0: So you do not want think a, that this game is going to be over, you don't think it's going to be like 24-21. I think it will, 21. but it's not
1: going to be entertaining. Which one of these quarterbacks is the star, entertaining kind of person?
0: Both of them are actually good playmaking quarterbacks. Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz was no a league soul. MVP candidate a couple years ago and then he until got hurt. we and then broke he
1: just, him. Yeah, and then he just didn't exist anymore.
0: He came back and had a great season the next season, too, the and wrong then got quarterback. hurt again. They should have oh, kept Foles. And that's why Foles is the starting quarterback right now? <laughs>
1: No, because the man, the legend, Gardner Minshew. So if he can't
0: even beat out a rookie, <laughs> he's broken. Though uh, <laughs> he you think when Foles comes back that they're going to start him? I don't
1: think so. Okay, I think Gardner so Minshew has to lose, has to somehow show that he has lost the starting spot. We're all, picking, we're all picking Philadelphia because everyone yes. loves him. Okay. Uh, New England at the Jets. I'm picking the Jets to win. Yes. Why? Man, I watched the last game. I watched the highlights of the last game they played. They look significantly better when they have
2: um Sam Darnold. I almost said that guy.
1: That I was his name.
3: insane last
2: week. Sam Darnold breathed life into yeah. the most. He one breathed most life dead teams. into
1: their team or he breathed mono into the other team. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I actually would be I'm not bold enough to okay. choose the Jets because they no. don't know how to use Le'Veon Bell.
0: Do we think Cleveland's a good team?
1: I think they have the potential no. to be a good team. I the don't Jets think they have lost like to coaching. Cleveland 23-3.
0: Well,
1: do we think without Philadelphia is a good
0: team? Mr. Philadelphia is unentertaining. I don't think whatever. Philadelphia is a good team. They lost to Philadelphia 31-6. to six. Without Do you think Sam Darnold is that they, good? Who is the quarterback they had to use? Luke, Luke. Falk. Who then they? Who <laughs> they what got rid of.
1: significant thing has Luke Polk ever <laughs> Their done? They're backup his quarterback?
0: quarterback. The Jets backup quarterback now. His last name is fails.
2: Because that's <laughs> oh man, that's pretty rough. <laughs> oh
0: god. I think if Where's the Jets
2: name? knew how to use Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell better, oh, they dangerous. they could win. But you can you can just see Le'Veon Bell. they're Pittsburgh had it figured out how to use him. I'm still angry about that. I mean, he didn't like him. But well, clearly. Neither did Antonio Brown. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. On it's, its own actually though. gonna happen
0: right now because we're done. With, oh, actually, no. We'll get. You're right. What so you pick the Jets. We both pick oh, New England. Oh yes,
1: yes. And then so, what are Tom Brady's a over? go?
0: Uh, I mean, you both kind of made bold predictions already, Mr. Matty Ice throwing five oh, touchdowns. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He's what even was my bold prediction?
2: Oh, Cincinnati. No, wait, was that it? I
0: don't even remember. <laughs> you did say you picked Cincinnati to win.
2: Is this week uh, six yeah, or week seven?
0: This is week seven. This week seven. Oh. What? Okay. What's the Packers record? Don't you know?
2: Um. Who's on their bye week this week besides Pittsburgh? Uh,
1: Cleveland. Cleveland. because, Yeah, I don't have Nick
2: Chubb. Cleveland, yeah, Carolina
1: because they're flying back from um. England. England. I was gonna say Canada.
0: Oh, so <laughs> Tampa Bay then too.
1: Oh man, that's whatever. Not gonna miss them. Um so I have a few fantastic um facts about or not facts, I have a few fantastic things to talk about with Gardner Minshew, so welcome to the Minshew Minute.
0: <laughs> Hopefully soon to be sponsored.
1: Yes. Gardner Minshew is tied for first place in his Dynasty Fantasy Football League after redrafting his entire team named Trust the Process. No one picked Minshew in that league. And he's still a free agent. Jack's quarterback took Kyler Murray. That's the first thing. And the second thing, from the first five weeks of the season, he was the rookie of the week. There's or like he was a rookie of the week every single week for the first five weeks. Really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Week one, Gardner Minshew. Week two, Chase Win Winwatch? winvich He's a kicker, I'm pretty sure, right? Pretty sure it's I think he's a kicker. Uh, and Gardner Mitchell, week three, week four. For Pepsi's NFL, rookie of the week. Oh, screw Pepsi. Well, Coke <laughs> baby. They're a sponsor, right? Kinda not a sponsor for us. Uh, if they want to, Pepsi, um, please.
0: Winovich uh, is a defensive lineman. Wow. For the, for the oh, so it is
1: rookies of the week, not offensive rookies of the week. I thought it was offensive rookies of the year. But yeah. he's also still second in rookies of the. Uh, a rookie of the year, which he should be first. What is it? Okay. Right now, Daniel Jones is first, and I don't get why.
2: Oh my goodness,
1: so overrated. Daniel I mean,
3: he's Jones. He's not
1: bad. He's uh, he did better than I expected. Uh, who's bad? Who I didn't expect to be bad was uh, Dwayne Huskins. Is that it? Yeah. Huskins. Huskins. Yeah, huskins yeah. Huskin? I,
2: I thought it was Haskins.
0: No, it is Haskins. So I was right. It, no, you said Huskins. Yeah, I just huskins. know it. Dwayne Haskins.
2: Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins. I, man, I meant the legend. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: struggled to beat out Case Keenum and Colt McCoy to start. I don't know about Case that. Case Keenum's pretty rough.
1: Also, like they don't ha like the front office is like not saying great things about him. Like they do not like him, which is really funny.
0: The Redskins are struggling. It has been a rough twenty years for them.
2: Interesting Redskins. organization right
0: there. Yeah. Starts with Daniel Snyder. Yeah. One of the worst owners in sports. So last we're, last oh. moment, speaking of the Jaguars, I want to point out the thing that I sent to you guys yesterday, that the last three oh, yeah. first picks that the – or three of the last picks that the three Jaguars have had in picks. the first round. The last
1: ones, three first-round picks.
0: They drafted Blake Bortles third overall, Dante Fowler Jr. third overall, and Jalen Ramsey fifth overall. And what team are all three of them on now? The Rams. They're all on the Rams. I
1: miss my boy Blake Bortles. <laughs> But
0: I just, that's insane. Not that Bortles is going to do anything for us. He but should. Fowler definitely helped us out last season when we got him. And Ramsey is definitely going to help us out this year.
1: There was a video I saw on Twitter and it was a guy talking about how on like a fourth and one, how instead of putting it in the hands of Goff, who is not playing super great, they should put it in the hands of one of the best, statistically best rushers in the NFL for quarterbacks, Blake Bortles.
0: He does have the highest yards per carry average ever, I think.
1: I think that they oh. should just give him the ball. I think. Put him in at running back. Put it no, they should put him in and play him like Tyson Hill, or Taysom Hill gets played. <laughs> there See? it is. There's Every the Tyson t- Hill. <laughs> okay, Taysom is a different name.
2: I, I get confused. Um, and like Tyson, Toronto I ball. always think about it because the chicken shrimps. Mike Tyson. Him too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the first thing you think of with Tyson is the chicken strips. So, dude, my f- freezer right, of now, Iron my Mike right now
1: has three different types of their chicken
2: strips. Uh, Popcorn chicken.
1: I guess nice, if you're like,
0: interacting with Tyson chicken strips every day, that would. I made hot dogs today. I was pretty you.
2: proud of myself. No, oh, I had chicken strips last night.
0: Did you put the hot dogs in the microwave or did you no, boil them? No, I'm not a savage. I boiled them. <laughs> I mean, it depends how much time you have. I.
1: I'm not a huge fan of microwave other than microwave mic- mac and cheese, because I just feel like whenever I'm eating microwave, I'm eating slightly radiated things. When do
0: you microwave mac and cheese?
1: Like little, like... The little Easy Mac things. things. Yeah. I've
0: never made They're those. They're delicious.
3: Yeah.
1: And then there's other ones where I eat, and it's, um...
0: When I eat mac and cheese, I also cook a hot dog, and I chop the hot dog up and put it in the mac and cheese.
2: Nah,
1: I don't like that I do, I
0: As long do. as you're
2: not putting ketchup in your mac and cheese. I don't do that. Jake we have would, a friend. Jake would pass out.
1: I, I hate ketchup. We have a friend who's obsessed with ketchup, and it aggravates me every time she uses ketchup. Just because
0: Anyway. <laughs> so Blake's here, and he has a team that he likes and wants to talk about probably.
2: I like the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> a lot. <laughs> how did that start? The How did I become a fan? Yes. No, how did the Pittsburgh Steelers start? <laughs> the Go pitch? back to the beginning of the <laughs>
0: Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: Um... Well, it was I was like f- 13 or 14. It was the AFC Championship game between the Colts and the Steelers. It was right before they faced I think it was 2011, right before they went up against the Packers and lost to them in the Super Bowl that year. Um, go Pack Go. I wasn't super into football early sports, but this is kind of how it how I got into sports. Um, and I was my family was watching that game. Which is kind of unusual. We don't get together to watch a football game, so maybe it was Destiny.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was watching it, and I had never really watched much football before. And I was like, "All right, like, if I'm gonna get in football, I need a team. So whoever wins this game, mm-hmm. I'm going all in." And the Steelers won that game, so.
0: Which. This is in 2011. I th- uh, that was a guess. It's Against the Colts.
2: Yeah. AFC Championship
0: game? Well, they didn't play against the Colts before the Super Bowl against the Packers. Okay, maybe it was before. I'm researching. That. Anyway. <laughs> so it came down to who won that game. You're yeah, it came to down to who team.
2: won that game. I was like, all right, whoever wins <laughs> this. That was That's the Steelers.
0: That's incredible.
2: So. Have you
1: been to a Steelers game?
2: I haven't. Mm. I was sorely tempted to go to the, the game the other night. The
1: problem with that stadium is it's so expensive right now.
2: It's expensive and tiny. Yeah. Did you – Did I think I sent you something about how it was – like that was not an away game for Pittsburgh. Yeah, no. That was a home game. They showed
1: up and – well, also, Chargers, um, whoever chooses your music needs to be fired because they played oh, – yeah. They played the Steelers played fight Renegade. song.
2: They played I, – I told you about that. That's what I was telling you about.
1: I can't believe that. Like, why would you do that?
2: <laughs> they were so mad. You sh- I think it was Melvin That's Gordon really at bad. the end of the game was pissed that is about really that. Go Steelers.
0: <laughs> every every game in L. A. Over the last three years has been a home t- game for the other team. Hopefully, I'll as be long as one. it's not like against Miami or Atlanta or something. Like, I went to we went to the Packers game. There, was, there was a, a lot home of Packers game. fans. I went to the Vikings game and it was a Vikings home game. That's Everyone was chanting actually. the Skull
1: Chant. I don't like that.
0: My friend went to the Niners game this week against the Rams, and he was like, "Yeah, there's a lot of Niners fans here." I was like, damn it, come on! I'm so mad. My friend Raymond.
2: Mm. I was wow. just mad when the Chargers moved to L.A. Yeah, should have stayed. I'm pretty Staying sure the city. the city offered to build them a new stadium too if they stayed.
0: They In won. San Diego. In San Diego, well, they, they, they want something
2: too.
1: big. Um, I heard a thing where the NFL offered to move them to um St. Louis. The Chargers. Yeah, and I'm like, that's that would be very interesting.
0: I don't think the fans would be down for that. What fans? Never mind. <laughs> anyway, so you became I a Steelers don't fan. Wh- what yes, Chargers Stay on task. We're already 45 minutes in. We haven't even started yeah, talking we're gonna about it like
2: that. Became a Steelers fan. I've tried my hardest to stay loyal to Mike Tomlin mm-hmm. in, in throughout the past years, but now I'm just looking at this season, and I'm just wanting them to fire him. He, You have... Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Ben Rothisberger, and you don't even go to a Super Bowl. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: yeah. Fair point. Like that's they had the best offense in the league for three, four seasons in a row with that group. You yeah, they even had Martavis Bryant, he was going off for two seasons. True. And now he's a doesn't exist. Doesn't he's yeah. pothead somewhere. So
0: talented.
2: Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh! Then he totally went and started playing. It.
2: They they traded him to the to the Raiders because How many
1: he's ever played for the Raiders.
2: They put him on their practice squad mm. because because he was trash, and the Steelers <laughs> traded him because he kept talking a bunch of trash about Juju Smith Schuster mm. on Twitter. But. So I I'm just severely I disappointed. I wish the they field. never fired Todd Haley. I don't understand why they fired Todd Haley, the old offensive coordinator, but yeah. not Mike Tomlin. Dick Lebeau is still a new, newer defensive coordinator. He's so old. Yeah, he's ridiculously old. But hey, that defense is looking a lot better than it was. <laughs> he
0: was the defensive coordinator for the eighty five Bears. <laughs>
2: He played for Seattle too. Did he I'm before, pretty sure he was like
0: that 60s. Or yeah, a long time like, ago. He's 82.
2: It's not good. He's gonna have.
1: I mean, he it's good for him, but he
0: doesn't really look coaching. like it.
2: I wouldn't um, have guessed he was 82. Yeah, he
0: is up
2: there. But I, I, I'm liking what he's doing. The like the Pittsburgh defense the, is.
0: His playing career started in 1959. Oh my,
2: oh my
1: goodness, holy. <laughs> That's Holy mercy,
0: dude. Years years um, no, he made isn't. three Pro Bowls. He was a defensive back.
1: How, how long is that? Sixty years.
0: Are you gonna talk into the mic so they can hear you? That's sixty years. It, yeah, sixty years. I exactly. did the math right. You did good job. Anyway, yeah, he's old, but he knows how to run a defense.
2: Exactly. The he Steelers are second in takeaways. This season. This season, they have the second most interceptions, and they have. Uh, quite a few fumbles as well. The only team beating them in takeaways is New England.
0: Yeah. <laughs> New England.
2: New England's the Steelers have like seven interceptions, and then New England has like fourteen.
0: New England has more has more defensive and special teams touchdowns than they've allowed offenses to score against. Them.
2: That's ridiculous. Yeah, they're
0: <laughs> at least going into this last week. Bill Belichick
2: great. is insane.
0: Oh, man,
2: it
1: hurts. Oh, the new Pokemon event just started.
0: Okay, you're supposed to be focused <laughs> Sorry. on...
1: Sorry, <laughs> I got a notification on Twitter. I checked to make sure it's not sports, and then I'm like, oh, that's Pokemon, even better. Um, Pokemon
0: so, even better than sports?
1: This is a sports podcast not a Pokemon podcast, so by law I have to say it, sports. Um, my. Are you aligned to any of the other Pittsburgh teams, like the Penguins or the Pirates? I'm
2: not. Good. It was literally because of that one game they won, and I've been all in ever since.
0: What is if your... The
2: rest of the way, I'm a I'm a Los Angeles fan. I do like the Rams. I like the Dodgers. But Pittsburgh's just an out-there choice.
0: Basketball? Hockey?
2: Bas- I like the Lakers. Hockey, I don't follow too much.
0: Okay, then you're fine. You're allowed to stay. What is your favorite memory of the Steelers, of, like, watching? What's, like, the one moment oh. that sticks out for you? <laughs> oh,
2: I know this right off the bat. It was... In the end of 2016, they played on Christmas Day against the Ravens. And so they were playing while while all my family, my sisters, and their kids were over and everything. We were all opening presents. And my brother and I is a Ravens fan, like I said earlier. So we were, like, running back and forth from from the living room to the whichever room the game was on in. My mom kept getting all mad at us for leaving. And we were just – the the first half was – the Steelers were just getting destroyed. I'm pretty sure going into the half it was like 28 to 10, um, come on, come on. and then the Steelers came back in the second half, shut out the Ravens in the second half, and won on like a. I remember they specifically had like a full drive where Le'Veon Bell had the ball like every play in that drive. Mm-hmm. And then the next drive, Le'Veon Bell didn't touch the ball. And like five of the plays were big Ben to Antonio Brown. And they won that game with a couple minutes left. And I just remember my my mom walked up to me. There was like 20 seconds left in the game. The Ravens weren't going to be able to do anything with the ball. And then my mom walked up to me and she just looked at me and said, do not say anything to your brother right now. <laughs>
1: it is Christmas. Do not make them fight.
2: <laughs> and so, so I, I just ran in my room. And I had a... A little dance party by myself for a few minutes. <laughs> yes. Because that game decided who was going to go to the playoffs as well. Oh, wow. If the if the Steelers lost, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have went. If the Ravens lost, and they would have had a something insane would have had to happen week seventeen for them to go to the playoffs, and it didn't happen. So that was a I that was decided who took the AFC North. Wow. That was my favorite moment that I've watched in football. It's it's mostly because you
0: got to throw it in your brother's face. Yes. Epic
1: pretty big deal um so let's get personal no, oh then <laughs>
3: do you have something to say
0: well you were gone for a couple years we'll get to that so stuff happened with the Steelers like we were going to talk about that right like what like his reaction to oh. coming back to the team that no longer existed
1: yeah how did it feel to come back to a um, a team that was stripped away of its stars
2: so when I was gone, my brother kept me up to date every week. He'd send me emails almost every week.
0: So it wasn't you weren't shocked. Jake set it up. I like wasn't he didn't shocked. know anything. I didn't he know. just
2: came back and you were like, what? Um, I didn't know if you had. There was a lot of stuff I wasn't aware of still. Yeah. Um, but most of the stuff that happened with the Steelers, I knew. Like I knew about the whole. Antonio Brown saying Ben Roethlisberger was like a slave owner or something like that. Oh, man, I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, he compared it to a plantation, I, I believe.
2: He has a slave owner-like man, or a plantation owner-like mentality. Oh, man. And so
0: the whole A.B. A, is so
2: talented, but I was not upset at all that the Steelers got rid of him. You, you can't have your wide receiver talking about your organization the way he was. Yeah. And you can't let him be talking about your franchise quarterback the way he was. Yep. And so, no matter how good he is, he shouldn't be a part of any team in the NFL. Agreed. The Le'Veon Bell ordeal—I was so angry about that.
0: Were you just like, give him the money, give him the money?
3: Well, I was when I when I got.
2: I wasn't sure exactly what was happening with that. I just knew he was upset with the Steelers and he didn't want to play for them. And Le'Veon Bell, I still have a lot of respect for. He's come back and said like, there's nothing personal with the Steelers organization. It was the whole contract business. But what I don't understand is when I got home, this I looked it up, and the Steelers had offered him a five-year, $70 million contract. Mm-hmm. And over the first two years, he would have had $33 million guaranteed. So which, which seems like enough. But I guess not. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't it was enough guaranteed money for him in the first year. I don't know
1: if it was the money or if it was that
0: he wanted out. No, it was the money. It was I don't get money. why he would have wanted out, though. Yeah. Big Ben. <laughs> I, I mean, he never said anything about it publicly. Yeah. At least not about Ben. What did his contract end up being with the Jets?
2: Uh, 90 mil? No, it was less than what the Steelers were giving him. And for less time.
0: Four years, 52 million.
2: With, I think it was 35 million 35 guaranteed. guaranteed. I think his problem with the Steelers contract is the first season, he would have gotten like 10 million guaranteed, and then the next season it would have went up mm. from 10 to 33. Jeez. He wanted money like right off the bat. Yeah.
1: He's probably got a cool, nice place in Jersey now. Yep. <laughs> he
2: has. I'm pretty. He has seven or eight dogs. Oh, They're all Rottweilers. Holy oh. smokes! He's still pursuing his rap career.
1: That's a a small militia of dogs that he just carries around. Not carries around. I, I mean, no, really one's, impressed if he can carry no one's no one's breaking into ass. his house.
2: I love. I I still do really like Le'Veon Bell. I love watching him play, which is why I'm upset because you can just tell the Jets. Don't know how to use him, mm. but given Sam Darnold was gone, so we'll see how they how they do. I just feel yeah, like they're on
1: um, they're not they're on Monday Night Football this week, which
2: should draw some views. I think they can figure it out. I hope they do because he is so fun to watch.
1: He is when he's playing well. He's playing well. Hell,
2: it's definitely something. So I was I was they still have James Conner, and the last couple weeks James Conner has been playing well. Although he's had more receiving yards than rushing yards. One of
0: that's our right. friends is a big fan of James Conner with everything that he's overcome. Oh, yes. yeah. I was like, who? And I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> Every time you kept saying Blake is the biggest Pittsburgh Steelers fan you know, I'm like...
1: He is. I I don't know. <laughs> like, Jesse's, Jesse's pretty, a pretty big fan, yes, too. Yes, but I don't know, man. It's, That's like it's all we here. would
2: talk about in our English class. In yeah, the year. we would literally only talk about football. We time. had computers all the time as well. And we would not so do any of our we work. We wouldn't do our work. We'd just be on NFL.org. <laughs> no, I'm pretty okay. sure we sat next to each other like that entire year. Yeah,
1: we did. We were, one, I'm pretty sure you were behind me at one point, And then he put us next to each other when he moved us. So. Yeah. Curtis just knew that we weren't going to do anything and we wanted to talk the entire time. I didn't know if I was supposed to say his name. But <laughs> okay. I, every time he sat on that ball, I wanted to kick it out of him. <laughs> he would sit on this big yoga ball in the middle eat of class, and Eat his kale chips. I would just want to, Yes, he would eat kale chips in the middle. He was a great teacher. though like, he was so funny. I would just want to like I'd want to go and like
2: kick into the ball and see what would happen.
0: <laughs> Probably some kind of detention or infraction. Hey, today or was
2: the Great California Shakeout and I think my senior year when we did the California Shakeout. That or it was like a school shooting drill or something. And I remember I was putting it on on my Snapchat. Back in the day, and I remember you got really mad at me for that.
0: The teacher did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that's right. I forgot all about that. I yeah, it was a oh, what was it actually? It, it was might some have kind been, of drill. It might have been like some sort of like school issue because we had like we turned off all the lights and stuff. So I think it might have been like a like um a lockdown drill, which was very interesting because I like, was the first one. And I, I told Kern, I'm like, can I sit in the corner so that way if someone comes in, I'll just jump on him? And Kern just looked at me and went, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you you a do whatever
0: you want. A worthy sacrifice.
2: He was a good English teacher, though. I'll he then – that.
1: um, one of my friends had him like two years later, and she asked if he remembered if he remembered me. And he goes, yeah, the guy with the hat. <laughs> he <laughs> knew who I was before I entered his class, and now he still remembers
2: he, me. He, he knew the same because he had my brother. Oh, okay. He had my brother the year before.
1: He – he knew me because I was the Jake – I dressed for Jake from State Farm for three years in a row for Halloween, and he would just laugh every time he saw it. And He's like, there's the guy who dresses as Jake from State Farm every year, and he's one of my favorite costumes. And I go in the classroom, I'm like, that's me. And he's like, wow. He didn't give me any good grades or anything for that, though.
0: You're supposed to earn your grades. And just.
1: I did not do much in that class, and I still passed. <laughs>
0: Sounds like he helped you out.
1: <laughs> he might have, actually. I just didn't really no. He was a homie. Was Sounds that out. senior year? That oh, was senior year. Modern English. Nope, modern lit. Yeah, modern
2: literature. Because we
1: read Catcher in the Rye, which I really enjoyed. I think that was the only one I actually enjoyed. I would try to or remember what
0: my senior year high school uh, English class was, but it was in 2003. <laughs>
1: Mine was four years ago, too. <laughs> two.
0: What do you mean, Two. <laughs> Mine was 16 years so, ago.
1: So, at least four.
0: <laughs> anyway, now that we got that out of the way.
1: So, tell us about how you grew up. So, you said you've had
2: a, you have a brother, right? And how many mm-hmm. sisters? Three sisters. Oh. I'm the youngest. I didn't realize you were that big of a family. Yep. My parents, my, my dad was 21. My mom, he's from Canada. Oh. Alberta. Really? Tabor Alberta. he's a farm boy. Um, and he met my mom here in California when he was serving the mission, actually. Oh, okay. And then she went up to California, not to California, to Canada, like a f- few months after my dad had gotten home from his mission, and that's when they started dating. He was 21 when they got married. My mom was 19. Okay. Long time ago, back in the Stone Age. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, there's Rebecca, Jody, Alyssa. Then Jake. Then me. All right, I didn't know you had...
1: When did I, they
0: uh, end up here?
2: Um. So my mom is from here. Yeah. And they actually tried living in Canada a little bit. Um, and then my mom hated it. <laughs> she, <laughs> she hated the cold. I still have a lot of family up there. We go and visit them every mm-hmm. year. But um, they moved down here. And I... I can't tell you exactly Before. when none of my none of my sisters were raised in Canada, and my oldest sister's thirty five okay.
0: okay were it, was she born there and then they moved or everyone was born here everyone was born here okay so because they're Canadian, do you have citizenship Canadian citizenship because your parents are Canadian? Well just my dad one? is Canadian my mom is oh, right. I guess that's true. Does that work or no? Just,
2: um, I kidding. probably could get it. I don't know how Canada works exactly. <laughs> my, <laughs> pretty, I feel like Canada's pretty
0: laid back.
1: Like, oh ah, yeah, sure. There You go. Just don't try and cross the border with stuff in your car.
2: Yeah. My two oldest sisters are married. Um, my sister Jody, she's the second oldest. She has four kids. Oh, wow. Two boys, two girls, oh, wow. and a beautiful golden retriever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the kids are beautiful, just the dog.
2: Yeah, just the beautiful dog. And my other sister, the oldest, Rebecca, she has three daughters and two dogs. A boxer slash pit bull and a pit bull. That's a, slash those lab. are pretty dogs too. They are also beautiful. Brady and Trixie, beautiful so you've been,
0: dogs. You've been living uncle life for a long
2: time. Oh, yeah, since I was eight. Oh, wow. <laughs> my oldest niece, is she turns 13 the beginning of next month. Dang. Well, what weirds me out is that in a few years, her and I will be in our 20s at the same time.
0: Seven years.
1: That. That's crazy. I was trying to do the math in my head. but I, I I'll lie. be 29 when she's yeah. 21. That's crazy. I don't – my sister's not having kids anytime soon. Um, <laughs> so education, you – were you in the La Salle district your entire growing up? Yep. Like, so did you which middle school or not which which elementary and middle school did you attend? I went
2: to Weaver Elementary. That's the one in Rossmore. Yeah, that that one's a weird it's the only one weaver that does the Beaver right? Yeah, the Weaver whales. Okay. They were weaver the Beavers race? at one point. Oh. Um <laughs> wait, beavers?
1: were they the what?
2: The Beavers. <laughs> the Weaver Beavers. <laughs> that, that was hey, before hey, change
1: it back. That's fantastic. That was before
2: I was even there when I was a kid. I, Oh, I
1: want to sign up a, petition,
2: uh, petition, a <laughs> petition to change them back to Weaver Beavers. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, that was like an odd one out. I think the district has eight elementary schools, and I Weaver was the idea. only one that did year-round. Okay. Um, I've I I been to curious
0: about a year-round school.
2: Yeah, that was all I knew, so I didn't really
0: – Because that's just like extended winter vacation, right?
2: Yeah, you get four weeks winter, two weeks spring – I think you get two weeks for um, Thanksgiving as well, Ooh. but then you only get like a six or seven week summer break instead of like a three month summer break.
0: That's I mean, crazy. by the time you get to week nine or ten of the summer anyway, you're like, all right, I need, not sure. I need to see my friends. Not, not, when, okay. you're, not when you're
2: ten. I, I
0: guess so. And
2: then <laughs> I went to Oak Middle School, and then I went to Los Alamitos High School. Nice. And now you're at... You said earlier, see if you can get it. Well, I
1: know where it is. I'm just trying to get you to answer. Uh, Golden West. Yeah, Golden West. And you're... D- you're going for what degree
2: um i'm not entirely sure because i did just start i haven't done college before this year um but i'm thinking psychology. psychology
0: why golden west as opposed to the other community or city colleges in the area
2: i don't know that's that's really a good question <laughs> honestly <laughs> my like my brother goes there and then the whole time i was gone i'd get emails from my from my mom She'd be like yeah when you're home when you go to golden west you'll do this. I'm <laughs> <Okay. laughs> like, all right, I
1: guess I'm going
0: to go to Goldman. Dictated beforehand.
2: You, thanks, Mom. Did, did you grow yeah. up
1: in LaSalle or?
2: Lakewood. 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 Lakewood.
0: So did you have to do anything to get into the LaSalle schools? Because usually you have Nothing to live in LaSalle. I did go out of district,
2: but I went out of district, but I didn't really have to do anything special to be in the LaSalle district.
1: Probably because he started so young. And did he, all your siblings go through
0: LaSalle yep. district? That's also probably why.
3: All yeah, m- makes All sense. my, all just, my siblings a went,
0: to, went to LAHS. Okay. Oh, wow. I just know a lot of kids that like f- families kind of freak out about that because they like want their kids to go to LaSalle, a bunch of them. And so they like put them in LaSalle middle schools because they have to go to the yeah. middle school in order <laughs> to get to the high school. But usually you can't be in the middle school. You can't be in the system unless you either live in LaSalle or a parent works in LaSalle.
2: I think the big thing was I – I think, like Jake was saying, I went there f- from when I was young. Yeah, so maybe it's not. And as all as my cool. siblings were in the La Salle School District.
0: Yeah, that. So maybe that you're makes just, sense.
1: like you're like the first person to go there. I had a you're jump So far away to. from the microphone. I'm trying to put my glasses on. <laughs>
0: Talk at the same. Time. <laughs> um, Why'd you put them on now, as opposed to the whole?
1: I don't know. My I took them off for a while because my head was getting sweaty, and I took them <laughs> off because it's. Weird temperatures and I'm humid in my corner.
0: <laughs> see, that's what happens when it's set at 78. Can Why I is it at 78? Because it's been on 74 the last two times we've recorded, and, and Blake I've been has about shivering. I was, yeah, I was like
1: shivering my teeth. I'm like, I hope this isn't being common. California I'm problems.
0: Gonna, I'm gonna go put it back down to 74. We'll see oh, how man. I feel. You can right. do that. Um, we'll
1: do it. So you are in college at Golden West. What yes. is your goal after Golden West?
2: Um. Probably the most feasible one would be Long Beach State. Go Beach. Um, maybe I'd go to BYU. Mm.
3: Um,
2: I do have a lot of friends up there yeah. in Utah. A lot of them left California. Some of them are from other parts of the United States that I met, that I served with when I was gone. Um, I was up there, up in Utah a couple weeks ago. had some buddies. That's about funny. to see them again. Um, so yeah BYU is another option I'm I really like California though so (laughs) most people for a little bit I was even considering BYU Idaho but when I that's a thing yeah I didn't know that was a thing yeah they have a campus in Idaho they
1: also have a Hawaii
2: one yep BYU
1: Hawaii Uh, I I drove past that a few times when I was there a few years ago
2: BYU Idaho (laughs) isn't prestigious like BYU is though (laughs)
0: Most of the time, yeah. no one cares about Miami, Ohio, they care about Miami, Florida
1: so that 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 so
0: you as Jake goes through his checklist,
1: yes, I'm sorry, i I do that, or else I'm gonna continue to talk about nonsense, um, so you're Mormon, yes, <laughs> <laughs> correct so that started with your. Parents, correct? Yep. Or like, have
2: they been growing up in the church all their lives? Or yeah, my parents both grew up members of the church. So
1: then you came along, and did you guys make your choice to be Mormon, or did you? We made the choice. Okay. Okay. Like so,
0: al- he, so your dad grew up in Canada. So he grew up Mormon in Canada. Yep. Is, how big of a population? Like, is is Alberta like specific for that? Or there, it there to actually be are anything?
2: a lot of members of the church in Alberta. Okay. Um. He was raised, it goes, I'm like not how sure how far back my, my mom's side goes, but my dad's side goes back, like, so he was born a member of the church, his mother was, her mother was, um, so it goes back at least four or five generations.
0: Yeah. And so your mom also grew I up think in I country?
2: had a great, great, my great, 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 great <laughs> grandpa, um, actually knew Joseph Smith.
1: Oh. oh, so you have a little interesting back connection there. to that. It's a.
2: I was told the story a couple of times. I don't remember it exactly, but it was a pretty gnarly one.
0: <laughs> That's really cool.
2: So, and your mom's side, it was is it like Generations 2 like that? Yeah, I'm, it goes back pretty far for her too. I don't know as many stories though. Did they meet on a mission together or did they...
0: Well, you said when your dad was on mission so out here. So my
2: mom is from Lakewood. Yeah. And my dad, he served his mission in Los Angeles. Okay. That's a like cool place to just choose. <laughs> um, and so he, he like they met. They didn't have like a thing or anything. They met like once. Um, my mom was actually engaged to a guy at the time. Um, and then. Other missionaries convinced him that he should go on a mission, and he did. And then my mom started dating my dad. Well, it can't be engaged anymore to a guy that's going to be gone for two years that you're not even going to see. So wow. called off the engagement, and during that time, she married my dad. Wow. Then the guy came back and was like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and he's like, married.
0: <laughs> I assume they communicated that beforehand.
2: I would hope so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where did your mom's trip take her?
2: She did not go on one.
1: Okay. I was going to ask that. Is it?
0: You did ask that.
1: No, I, I was gonna ask what I'm about to ask is what <laughs> I meant to say. Is it mandatory or is it encouraged to go on a trip?
2: It's encouraged. It's not okay. mandatory at all. Like, um, so you're all not gonna
1: get shunned if you don't go on one. No. Okay.
2: Like all four of my siblings didn't go, but all four of oh. them are active in the church. The only other person that went in my, like my immediate family is my dad. Okay. And then I have. Well my, my sister Jodi, her husband, Glenn, heath went he's here in Venezuela. Um and then I my my cousin, he was in Brazil. That's awesome. So what pushed you into wanting to go? I just felt like it was something I had to do. Um I I honestly when I like my my parents raised us and they always kinda like raised like an expectation for us especially me and my brother to go on missions mm. they would never force us to yeah um but my brother ended up family stuff happened he decided he wasn't going to do it and i was it was hard it was a very hard decision to make but i kind of felt like a kind of a duty to do it i knew it's something my parents wanted me to do i really didn't leave for the right reasons when i when i got there i kind of felt like i had to I kind of had that mentality. There is like some bad mentality of people that go on missions. They feel like if they don't go, they might be shunned or something. They wouldn't. Yeah. But I think it just goes with, it's a hard thing to do and you don't, so you don't necessarily want to do it. But since so many people in the church do it, you'll feel like an odd one out. So
0: that is what you were feeling at the time.
2: That's, that is what I was kind of feeling. And then you go And and you realize like, Oh, like I love this. Yeah. If you're doing things right. Yeah.
1: So, your, so from what I remember, when you got your letter and you got like your assignment and
2: stuff, it was to Trinidad mm-hmm. or something like that, but then you ended up so in Guyana? The mission is called the Trinidad Port of Spain mission, but it's not just Trinidad. It encompasses six countries, Okay. and so Trinidad, obviously, Trinidad and Tobago. Did you
1: know that going in?
2: No. <laughs>
1: so you thought you were
2: going to Trinidad. Well, no, I did. But it's just – it was just misleading because like every other mission in the world, like there's like Philippines, Sao Paulo, Brazil, blah, blah, blah. There's a ton of them. Yeah. And so like not every mission has six countries in it. In fact, that's the, probably the only one that does. Yeah. It's very unique. <laughs> yeah. And so like it's called the Trinidad Port of Spain mission because that's where the mission headquarters was. Okay. But the other countries, there were Trinidad and Tobago, Guyana – which were both English-speaking, mm. Suriname, which is Dutch-speaking, and then Aruba, Curaçao, and Bonaire, which are Spanish and Papiamento-speaking. And so I was called to speak English. So I was either going to be in Trinidad or Guyana. And the only reason I wasn't in Trinidad, I spent like three or four days total there over my two years. Mm. That was when I was going in and when I was going out. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, beautiful place. Um, Aruba, Curaçao, and Bonaire. I spent a couple days in Curaçao. If you know what that is, it's a tiny island off the coast of Venezuela. Oh, gorgeous. Sounds nice. <laughs> um and then Guyana, it's part of the mainland of South America, mm-hmm. but it's not Latin at all. I don't know Spanish. Yeah. Um it's in like I said it's English speaking. That's
1: very lucky for you then. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Culture is actually if you know much about Jamaica, Guyana is very similar to that. There's a lot Interesting, of
1: Interesting. Just it's inland instead of an island. Mm-hmm.
2: It, it's part of the Caribbean community. Mm. Um like there's the the European Union, then there's the Caribbean Community.
1: Mm. So it's like a rainforest then, or a yeah, forest.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, interesting jungle forest. Part of the part of the Amazon goes through the bottom of Guyana. Oh okay. Um, most of the population there's about seven hundred thousand people that live in the country. They all live on the northern coast. Okay, where were you stationed? Like, what like city were you
1: in, and then? kind of worked around kind of thing.
2: The capital of the country is Georgetown. Okay. Um, I served just outside of there on, they call it the East coast. Um, so the, the country itself is split up into, there's 10 regions and those regions come in three different like major provinces or territories. Mm. And so the, there's Essequibo. There's not much people there. That is like all jungle. Um, and then there is Demerara, which is where Georgetown is. That's where most of the population is. And then there's Burbese. And so I was in Demerara for a while. And then I was in Berbice for
0: about 13 months. So are you traveling with a group, like, do you go down there as a group, or are people already there, and like some people are coming in, some people are coming out? It's it's yeah, there's, there's people, are, there's
2: missionaries there. already there, and when your two years is up, you go. And so when I'm coming in, other missionaries are leaving. Are there people who are permanently there, or is it
0: just this constant? It's a constant flow. Out of the allowance. the
2: people that stay in the mission the longest is the mission president. Right now, it's um president and sister Baird, um. How long do they do they that serve for? so i serve missionaries serve for for two years yeah. elders men serve for two years sisters the women serve for eighteen months, okay. and a mission president and his wife serve for three years okay. and uh the mission whoa a sec. Siri, what are you talking about <laughs> um, so yeah, the mission president the mission president he's the one that like so, exactly how it sounds. He runs the mission. Yeah. He's the one that prays to know what the missionary should be doing, how they should be teaching, what they should be focusing mm-hmm. on. So what was your main thing that you did? Like, well,
1: what was an everyday thing that you, like, did you go out and talk to people every day? Did you go build houses every day? Like, what was the main thing you did?
2: We did do a lot of service. Like I had helped people build their little shack houses very poor country, mm. yeah. um, and but the main thing is we went and we taught the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So, would you go to schools and do it? Like, how would you go to people's homes? At home, door to so door to door, um, in Guyana So, like here, you see the the missionaries, um, and they they go knocking on your door. Um, in Guyana, it's just a funny story. So every house has a gate around it, and so you can't just walk in the gate. And so we would go and we would we would yell inside. We'd literally go up and this is how we do it. Just walk up to the gate, inside, and we'd yell that. That's just that's just, just like what a cultural thing. That's yep, just, that's what, just, just what they do. In Trinidad, in Trinidad, they just go and they say good day out at the gate. And just in Guyana, they, they say inside. Yep. Sometimes you get people from three, four houses down coming out and looking out. It's not very effective, but. <laughs> They're very scared of white people there. Really?
0: Yeah, like they were in t- historically like, like mistreated and stuff? Not or really like that. They're what?
2: just there's just no white people there so they're like it's just like different. I I had children that had never seen a white person before and they just like get all like wide-eyed <laughs> at me like whoa. There's one one missionary there right now His name's Elder Holman and so he he has bright red hair. Oh, He's man. ginger. And so c- people people would get into arguments about whether or not his hair was real. <laughs> and so it was. It, it's primarily um, Africans and Indians, mm. and quite a few Native Americans as well. Interesting. How?
1: How do I? I lost my question.
0: You a question. <laughs> um. I just want to revisit. How does the process work of like where? you get chosen to go. Like, do you, do you apply? What is that whole process? There's like, like a, a whole application
2: process. Or, like there's all kinds of medical records you have to go and do. Yeah. Um, dental stuff, everything. Um, and you dis, you don't decide exactly where you go. Um, the leaders of the church, they do that after they, do you pick like preferences. Do you have yeah, any? You, so there, there's preferences. Like you can tell them like whether or not you want to leave the country. You can tell them whether or not you want to learn a different language. Okay. And I had that – I wanted to leave the country and I wanted to learn a different language. So um, was
0: – so like Guyana, Guyana. Guyana. Why Guyana? That's like a yeah, friend That's fine. Like I've Guyana. made that same mistake.
3: The, so was the, that
0: – I mean so you got to leave the country and it sounded like you were in a really cool area. But the language thing, was that like disappointing or were you like, well, at least I get to be comfortable and deal with this? And
2: I I was a little sad. Ju- not like upset. I was just like, man, I wanted to do that. Yeah. Um. Although you go to Guyana, and the way they speak English is completely different than the way they speak English here. So it's almost like learning a different language. It's like a Creoleese English. So, like, instead of saying, like, oh, what's going on? They say, wagwan.
0: <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah, that is its totally It takes
2: awesome. a couple months to get used to. And then you just – your ears get attuned to it. Yeah. Like,
1: bless you? Like, what?
2: <laughs> instead of saying what happened, they say, wum.
1: Interesting. Right. They just
2: they – just So, like, they have their own
1: dialect within an English language. They're English based, but they have their own kind of.
2: It's a very broken English. Yeah. Hardcore slurs. Slang, all that.
0: Did you remember your question?
2: No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, how many people would come in and out at a time? So, like, did you have a partner coming in with you? Or did you just come in and then they sent someone out?
2: So there were elders that came in at the same time as me, mm-hmm. and we left at the same time. Um, but, like, we have different companions as we go. The way that the mission life works a little bit is in six-week periods called transfers. And so, like, you're put in an area for, for one transfer for six weeks, and every six weeks you get a call, and they tell you you and your companion whether or not you're going to be staying or whether or not one of you is going to be leaving. Mm. And so, like the whole time I was there, my the missionary who trained me, he was from Tampico, Mexico. His name was Elder Garcia. Um, and funny enough, the the missionary that I finished with, he was my last companion before I went home. He just got home a couple weeks ago. His name is Elder Garcia too, but he's from uh, Northern Carolina. Mm. <laughs> um, nice. And so, over the course of the two years, I had 14 different companions. Okay.
0: That you're spending six weeks, mm-hmm, six week periods with. And
3: you're some with some
2: are longer than others. Like there were a couple elders that I spent twelve weeks, two transfers, twelve weeks with.
1: And so then you did everything with them, or were they like? So were they like the mentors for you? Were they you like shadow them in a way, or how did that work?
2: Your your trainer, you kind of shadow because he's okay. gonna he's gonna understand the people better. Yeah, he's gonna know how to do missionary work better. Um, so you shadow him a little bit and he, like, he's called your trainer. He's training Mm -hmm. you on what to do. Um, and then like, there's a, there's a, a missionary handbook. It's this white little handbook. I should have brought it. Um, I was hoping it's like a little like guideline and rule book that we have. Like, like elders are supposed, not just elders, missionaries are supposed to stay together, stay with your companion at all times, always stay within sight and hearing to, Protect yourself, kind of, because there's been a lot of false yeah. accusations against missionaries and all that. Mm-hmm. And just, like, if one of you is alone and you're being stupid, yeah, um, bad things can happen, especially when you're in a third world country.
1: Uh-huh. Was it work every day, or did you have off days where you got to go explore and, like, do stuff?
2: Every Monday was, we call it P-Day, preparation day. Um, and that was our day. That was when we would email home. Mm. They actually changed it um, a couple months before I left. Where we used to just have to email home, and then on Christmas and Mother's Day you could Skype and call. Um, now you can you can make a actual phone call every week. Um, so I, since I was about to go home, I didn't really call every week. I was like, whatever. Yeah. I've been emailing for almost two years now. You can go That's another rhythm. couple months. Um, so every every Monday from the morning until 6 p.m. Um, you can do whatever you want, explore. That's, like, how we prepare for the re- – like, do laundry, mm. go grocery shopping and all that, and, like, do activities, hang out with other missionaries, go and have fun.
0: <laughs> That's cool. Um. So big picture. Zoom out a little yes. bit. Yes. What is – is there, like, a – a purpose. A, there's obviously a purpose. What is the purpose? How did the idea of, like, within the church, this two-year missions thing, like, what?
2: So <laughs> I, there's actually a purpose for that, that the purpose that of missionaries, for the church, for that you, like they ask that us to, to memorize. Okay. A purpose, and we, we we recited a lot to just help remind ourselves why we're there and what we're doing. Like
0: a general one, that's within <laughs> the entire church, not just like one. Like for for area. the missionaries, okay. like what
2: like why missionaries? And I still haven't memorized. Hopefully, I haven't said it since I've been home. Um, but do you dare test yourself? There, I'm gonna do it now. Oh. Their purpose is to invite others to come unto Christ by helping them receive the restored gospel through faith in Jesus Christ and His atonement, repentance, baptism receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost and enduring to the end.
0: Hey, he did it.
2: Yeah, I did it. Where'd I'm kind of impressed with my, I haven't <laughs> said it in a few months. Well done. Um, and so that first part is really the biggest one. Our purpose is to invite others to come into Christ. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of the entire church mm-hmm. to help people come closer to Jesus Christ. And we do that through teaching what we believe is true, serving others, doing everything we can to be like Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Where, um, my question is more of
1: how you how it goes now that you're back. So like, do you? How does church and stuff look for for Mormons on Sundays or whatever days you guys do their thing?
2: Sunday, when yeah, we worship. Um, and the. So actually, recently, um, the church is trying to. I don't want to say necessarily move away from the word Mormon, um, but like people don't like, so the the correct name of the church is the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day saints. Mm. And I think what the leaders of the church were realizing the past couple decades is that um, people know the word Mormon and they know like what's associated with that, but they don't know the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day saints. There's a lot of people that think it's like two different things. And so they're trying to have us, instead of just calling ourselves Mormons all the time, say the correct name of the church, say that we're Latter-day Saints, so that we are members of the Church of Jesus Christ. Stuff like that, just so that people who aren't part of the church don't get confused. Mm. Um, And there's nothing wrong with using the name of Jesus Christ more. Yeah, of course. A good name. So...
1: You don't. You wouldn't identify yourself as a Mormon anymore, or would you still? What What would you call yourself?
2: I'd say I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
1: And where's this? Where not? Where's this? <laughs> but where Where's your church at?
2: Um the the building that I go to is in Los Alamitos. It's oh. actually. Do you know where McAuliffe Middle School is? Yes, it's right next door to that. Okay,
1: so I I knew people that go there, so I was wondering if it's the same one because I yep. knew like Alex Hurt. And um, like Howard, of course, yeah. and all them. So
2: that's the same building I go to. I used to go to a building in um, Lakewood. Um, since I've been home, I've been going into the one. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's just. But I you just, call
1: them buildings, not just because like we churches buildings. Okay, because we yeah. call our place church. So <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's just a church building, I guess. I I kind of much prefer that idea because 'cause they're, you're encompassing. It is the church. Everybody go is a part of is a member of the church, and you just happen to experience. That's just the building the church where we have these church. particular Buildings. So
1: when I go home and tell my mom, oh, I'm going to church tomorrow, I should just go, mom, I'm going to the building tomorrow. I mean, but well, no, I don't say that. Like
2: <laughs> but if I'm going, I'm like, all right, mom, I'm going to church now. <laughs> but there's there's church buildings all over the place, so yeah, I go to that building Correct. for church. Yeah.
1: Do is there different? If there, is there a different? Uh, what's so like? We have different demo, dom,
2: uh, denominations.
1: Denominations. Do you guys have that as well,
2: or? also denomination. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I stopped. The, off, I'm glad you caught it. The Church of Jesus Christ is itself a, denomination. a, do, a okay. denomination. Yeah.
1: I I didn't know that, so now I do.
0: I'm I'm going off of your cue, so like. Do you, well, I mean,
2: so like to like, like too, I no matter no, no I, matter I, which church building you may go to, it's going to be the same experience. Okay. No matter which one you go to.
1: So is it set up the same way like do you guys how so do you guys go in, do you get like announcements, do you get like worship and then yeah. message? Mm-hmm. Kind of like that?
2: Okay. Like the way the church is 2 hours long. The first hour is the the whole con- congregation is in the chapel together and there's the bishop. Each ward has a bishop and um he has two counselors, and they the bishop presides over the meeting. He watches over it. Usually him or one of his counselors conducts the meeting. And so that's when we have the, like, there's announcements for, like, activities or anything that might be going on, anything important. And then the, the main part of our service is the sacrament. A lot of people refer to it as the communion as well, the bread, and remembrance of jesus and the water or wine whatever you use um that's the main part right there and then after the the we we just call it the sacrament after the sacrament there's speakers that the bishop assigns from the congregation um
0: this is all still during the first hour yep
2: okay and usually there's like two or three speakers and that's the first hour and then the second hour is like different sunday school classes so you take communion every week
1: yes like communion. I, I led communion once and it was very fun. Um So did you do like did you grow up in like a youth group or like do you guys have like high school like youth group kind of things too or
2: Yeah, kinda like when I was in high school I did a thing called um seminary mm-hmm. which is like in the morning before you go to school you go and you have like this gospel centered message every morning, every weekday morning. Um every day? Yeah, every weekday. Hmm. Um, this is, I learned
0: this a while ago. I don't remember when or where, but I was blown away. I forgot. I think I was reading a.
1: Yeah, I I didn't know it was, know it was every day. So like, what time is that at?
2: I went my sophomore year of high school. I went at 5:30 in the morning because I had a zero period class. Oh man. And the rest of the years of high school, it was at sort of at 6:40, 6:30,
0: 6:40. And that's you, going. To like a class with other people and doing that mm-hmm. at the church building that you yep. attend, and they, somebody accommodates the five thirty.
3: Yep, one. there's a
2: person that's that's their calling in the church to teach that class, and they do it for however long. I w- I honestly would not want to have that call. <laughs> yeah, man, that's <laughs> those are those are good. Those are dedicated people.
1: Yeah, good for them. So, and then it's every morning you go. So then do you just like carpool with the other? Like high school students and stuff. Like you could
2: do that. I was going out of my district, so like me and my brother went together, um, and the rest of the kids were from La Salle. Wow, that's just that was in my case I'm though.
1: Really impressed that you guys do that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, definitely I could not do. Was not my
2: favorite thing to do every morning, but
0: like. That statement, though, not to, like, call you out on that because you would not be alone. I wouldn't want to do that either. But, like, the idea that 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 the commitment there exists and that even if the desire isn't, like, still to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Or, like, is that – who who enforces that? I assume that's a parental – Yeah, that's a parental that thing. You, you
2: don't – again, you don't have to go to seminary. That's just – my parents were like, no, you're what, going to seminary. What percentage
0: of people were doing that? Like, how many – High schoolers were doing that versus how many weren't.
2: That's a that's actually a kind of hard question. Like,
0: did so you have a sense of like the the people your age at your church who were doing it, who weren't doing it? I'd
2: say most of the youth that I know were going to seminary. Yeah.
0: Like that's that's impressive.
1: Yeah, I'm very impressed by that because. Man, I could barely get up for school most days. <laughs> you got up an hour earlier most of the time.
0: So is the leader in charge of that curriculum? Is it the same curriculum for everybody? Like, how does that work? Like, what are you going through? Is it up to the leader to say, we're going to do a series on this? Or we're going to go through this book? Or, like, what What does that look like?
2: Every So, like, the church has, like, a worldwide curriculum that's used for it that the church across the world does every year.
0: So, like... This day, everybody's studying the same thing. This day, like there's a yep. calendar of like everyone's yeah. going over these.
3: So you
2: can just go up to the organizational there, there's there's power. A, there's a manual. That. There's
0: a manual for it. Wow. And where does that come from? Like, who is in charge of that? The so,
2: leaders like, of the church. So, Salt Lake City. But, like, is there <laughs> the the president of the church oversees that? Um,
0: and of the worldwide yes. Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints
2: Church, mm-hmm. he oversees. All of that. We be, Well, we do believe the president of the church should be a prophet. Um, and so he oversees that. There are 12 apostles as well. and
0: at, So s- at any given moment, there's one president that has 12 people underneath him? Mm-hmm. So there's like the one.
2: president of the church, and he he has two counselors with him. Okay. And then there's a quorum of 12 apostles as well. It's set up exactly like how Jesus' organization was set up, how he was... He was more special than a prophet. He was the son of God, but he had 12 apostles. And yeah. then you read in a couple of the gospels how there was a big quorum of 70 men that he set apart to go and preach the gospel. And so the, the church of Jesus Christ today is set up exactly like that yeah. hmm. to mirror exactly how Jesus did it in his
0: time. So how, I mean, do you know who all those people are? Like, do you know? The do I have of all people? of their
2: names memorized? No. Okay. The, the president of the church, yeah. um, who we believe to be a prophet, his name is Russell M. Nelson. Okay, and he has two counselors, Dallin H. Oaks and Henry B. Eyring, okay. and Russell M. Nelson. He is 95
0: years old. So how long has he held that position? How long has he been appointed? He actually,
2: so it's a it's a calling for like once you're called to be the president of the church and the prophet, you're unless you do like something absolutely terrible, which I imagine has no, which not happened. he's not gonna do, yeah. and never has been in the history of the church, um until
0: you die. So wh- how long has he been? A killed? little over a year. Oh, how? Actually, almost
2: almost two years now. Because is that the normal the the president of the church before him, his name was Thomas S. Monson, and he he was 93 and he passed away. And then so, so
0: is that normal that they're just consistently yeah 90 year old dudes that are in for a year or two until they? Well, passed.
2: so like Thomas S. Monson, he was the prophet for like 10 years. Okay. Um. And so I guess like recently it's been older men, but it can change. And
1: they're always were they beforehand were they like the apostles and they mm-hmm. get moved up? Are, how is that? Are, how is that chosen between the apostles to be? It is up? the
2: the senior living apostle. Okay. So the the man who not the oldest apostle, but the one who has been an apostle for the longest. Yeah, the longest And year. they still it isn't just like okay he's dead you're the prophet now. It's like they they meet in a temple, and they. As a group, collectively counsel about it and pray about it because it's not their decision; it is God's decision. Um, and so once they have received an answer, then they set apart whoever is chosen.
0: But it always ends up being
2: the senior. Yep. Yeah, that's that's how it's set up. Yeah, but like mysterious are the ways of God, so yeah, you never well, know when yeah. something might happen.
1: So how do you become an apostle, too, though? Like, are you voted in through? So like, like is one, 12, of the 12 12 at at one of the 12 picked out of the 70 yeah. that you
2: talked about? Yeah, you, like, Okay, so, so it's not, like, an aspiration thing. Like, you don't aspire, like, it's not like, one day I'm going to be the prophet. Yeah. It's not like that. It's just, like, like a man in the church, like, my, my mission president, my second mission president, um, the one I was talking about, President Baird, mm-hmm. he was a bishop, and so he oversaw a whole congregation. Yeah and then after he was released from being a bishop for 5 years he became he taught primary he was teaching 4 year olds their Sunday school class so it's just whatever whatever you needed to do and so someone might kind of go up usually like you don't jump from being a Sunday school teacher to being an apostle <laughs> like you you'd go through like being a mission or like a a bishop a stake president a mission president a 70 and up like that yeah. for your like, God is going to give you experience before he calls you to yeah. such a high calling. That makes sense. Um, but it's not like a aspiration thing. So,
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> I <laughs> lose track rapidly today, apparently. Um, so, you, how big do you think, or how big is your church? Like, how many people do your you have? Your congregation.
2: Um... So this is actually another thing I, I'll have to explain to you a little bit. The the ward, that's why each congregation is called a ward. Okay. And so the ward I go to, it's a young single adult ward. So, like, the church is, like, kind of set it apart specifically for people ages 18 to 30. Just so that, like, you don't have, like, like. it's just better to go to church with people your age. Instead yeah. of, like, in, my, in the ward I used to go to in Lakewood, like, while I was a, a youth, this is a bunch of old people. And so, like, it's set apart for people our age so that we can meet people our own age, maybe even potentially find a spouse, things like yeah. that. Um, and so the the young single adult ward, I mean, there's about, like, usually we have around, like, 120 to 150 people there.
0: And that's an active decision you make to go to that, to say, these mm-hmm. are the people my age. Yep. But it's up to you to choose yeah, which it's one up
2: to you. The, you can go to church
0: wherever you want. But and then sense. Sense. they do
2: encourage you though, like okay, like you're 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 twenty years old, you should be you going should be, to, yeah. to to this ward, to this
3: young and so single
1: adult ward. I, it being more of a young adult kind of atmosphere, is it the messages are they more targeted to you guys? Or not really targeted, but are they more put in perception for you guys, or is it still a message given throughout the entire community?
2: 's again like the curriculum is the same but like when you're being taught by someone who is your age it is kind of set up like for you it's it's received better yeah. I guess
1: and that was another question I was how how is it chosen that who's the leader of
2: that like of that lord or age right how- so like the bishop is is an an older gentleman okay
1: so and that guy works as kind of like your head pastor kind of thing right yeah where he kind of will like he'll
2: lead he he presides over that congregation of young adults and so like even like my my dad is one is one of his counselors okay so my dad goes to that ward it's almost like it's a normal ward for me cuz usually you wouldn't go with your whole family because different age groups like your yeah. parents would be going to a normal ward while you would be going to the young single adult ward but both my parents have callings in that ward. My dad's a counselor to the bishop. My mom is an advisor for the women in the ward. So my mom and dad go. My brother's my age, so he goes. That's fun. My my sister, she's 29, so she goes. Mm. And then my two old my two oldest sisters that are married, they go to different wards, like in Bellflower and in wherever Norwalk.
0: But again, every ward. Is doing the same curriculum worldwide. Every Mm -hmm. meeting they all—that's crazy. That's insane organization. I'm very impressed by. Yeah.
2: Right now for this year, the curriculum is on the New Testament.
0: Hmm. So is that just working through the New Testament, like one book at a time, or is there like yeah, they're just pulling like
2: like each week is like a different set of chapters in the New Testament that slowly goes through. Right now, it's like Philippians. I was reading Philippians 1 and 2 this morning, actually.
0: (laughs) Nice. Um, So I'm going to rewind a little bit and go back to when you were young. Is there – what does it look like for you, like, growing up in that? Like, when – the greater question is, when did this become real for you? When did your faith become yours? But, like, what did that look like as a young kid – being involved in this being a member of the church watching having your parents do this and influencing you to mm-hmm. what did it look like for you to mature and grow into your own person and your own faith and like make that decision
2: Really like when I was when I w- like I always wanted to go cuz my whole family went Yeah um but
0: in the church I mean you say that like that <laughs> There's that reason is why a lot of people don't go. It's like, oh, my family's going. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go. Like, that's, that's, really cool. because,
2: that, that's really one thing that's very unique about the church is it's so family-oriented. Like we, we believe that families won't just be together in this life, that we can potentially be with our parents, our wife, our children yeah. for not only this life but in the life to come as well. That those relationships last beyond death. And so that's a family is huge in the church. We're all children of God. We're all part of His family. And so our families in this life is like a taste of what what God wants for us. God's love for us.
0: But you're raised in a way your your family is communicating it in a way that makes it desirable that you want that. Yes. Because that's the difference is there are a lot of families mm-hmm. in other denominations that are They're like I don't want to
2: do this because the rest of my family's doing this. Yeah. So that's um,
0: that's another thing that is very unique, and admirable and impressive about.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And like when I was eight, I was baptized. Um, that's what we call the age of accountability. That's the age where we kind of begin to be accountable for our sins, for our mistakes. Um,
0: so is that like an automatic thing? Like when you become this age, you do that, or is that usually again, like if you're if you you're raised
2: in to. the church? You're more than likely going to be baptized when you're eight. It's still your choice. Yeah. Like, but if you've so been raised, you like,
0: actively saying yes. I feel like I'm at this point. Yeah, like I like, like when I was
2: there. eight, my parents weren't just like, "All right, you're getting baptized now." Like I was asked, okay. "Like, do you want to be baptized?"
0: And you understood what that meant at that time,
2: as well as an eight-year-old could. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. But like even, um. My girlfriend, I met. I just met her a few weeks ago. She was she was baptized and joined the church, um, a month ago, mm. and so I met her, like a week or two after that.
0: So she started attending. Yeah, she was
2: she was raised Catholic, okay. and discovered the church. And over like a course of like eight years, wanted to learn the church, like become a member of the church. And so she learned things. And then she's 22, um, and. She made the decision to join the church.
0: Is there something specific that has to be done in order to become a member? Like what is that? Meeting look with like?
2: the missionaries. Like there, like the missionaries are really, like that's why missionaries go out to one of the things I said to help people come unto Christ by following his example, being baptized. Yeah. And so the missionaries they teach certain lessons that every convert to the church needs to know before they're baptized needs to know and have a testimony of. Because we don't just teach them and they're like, all right, you taught, get baptized. Yeah. Like every time, like when I was a missionary, and this is what missionaries across the world do, you teach them about what we believe about Joseph Smith, about the Book of Mormon, about how we believe families can last forever, about the commandments, and among other things. There's five lessons that need to be done. And then after each lesson, you invite them to pray about it. And ask God if it's true. That's a key thing in the church, and really just in general, that if you want to know any kind of spiritual truth, the source of all truth is God. Mm-hmm. So it's if you want to know something and you learn something, it's good to ask God if it is true and confirm with him. And if you feel right about it, yeah. go for it.
1: What if he says no? <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like process of like he just is like, nah, not this guy.
0: <laughs> I feel like <laughs> oh, man. um so I guess going back to the missions then, or the mission that you went on,
3: mm-hmm.
0: do you is there a sense of like responsibility for converting people? Like how does that how does that mindset translate? Because within the faith that we have It's, I'm responsible, I mean, so I really want to get into that too at some point, is like, from your perspective, what are the major differences between how you process your faith and how you see Jesus and God and stuff versus what we might process? But, um, like, the Great Commission, right, is go make disciples of all nations in Matthew 29. Um, But that that doesn't mean it's our job to make people become believers. It's our job to share the truth mm-hmm. right with believers and they and can do with it what they, they may. It, yeah. That's exactly the
2: same like I said we always invite them to pray about it and come to yeah. their own deci- decision. I definitely felt responsible for the people I taught that did get baptized and joined the church cuz I'm the one that taught them their understanding of yeah. of what we believe is based off things that I said. Um so like there were people that I taught that got baptized and then went inactive in the church and stopped going and that's like that's like a blow to me like that yeah. sucks when that happens um then again like the happiness i feel when like someone i do teach that gets baptized it progresses so well and is so strong in the church and is so faithful that brings me a lot of joy because mm-hmm. that's a person that i yeah, helped, that yeah. I taught um but in the end um this is actually another thing i read today in is it philippians chapter two either one or two because those are the two chapters I read where Paul is telling them like in those chapters he's telling the Philippians how proud he is like mm-hmm. for them and their faith and their joy they have in the gospel um, and then at one point in chapter 2 he says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling before God so you're responsible for your own salvation you're responsible for how well you keep the commandments even one of the articles of faith there in the church are these 13 articles of faith that um joseph smith wrote and they're they're just our core beliefs and one of them is we believe that men will be punished for their own sins and not for adam's transgressions so like you and me adam thousands of years ago we're not going to be punished for what he did we're going to be punished for what we did in mm. this life as well we're going to be rewarded for the good things we did in this life and it's up to us to repent and to change for those sins we commit, which is why God sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross in the first place. So that we could have an ability to repent, to change, to receive forgiveness for our mistakes.
3: Hmm.
0: It's I have more. I just want to give you
3: I mean,
1: I have questions too, but you can ask your questions and see if they coalign. Um, I just have to process with co-align. Is that not... The correct term? I don't know. It sounds kind of like Coraline, just.
0: Which is a scary movie. Don't watch that. I'm not going to ever watch that movie. Clay Nation's Um, weird. So, was there. So, besides being baptized, was there a point that you remember, like, this is real? Like, Jesus is real. God is real? Like. Or was that just.
3: You just knew that. When I was.
2: So, while I was growing up, like. Since I was raised with it, it was always something that I always took for granted yeah. to an extent. And then I really came to believe in it when I was on my mission, hmm. when I was actually like reading the Book of Mormon most days and really making a better effort to study the scriptures and going and teaching people and seeing how their lives changed because of this. Because I was raised with it, so it was always something I yeah. had. But when you go and you teach someone, a lot of the people in Guyana are Hindu I yeah. don't know anything it's about Jesus Christ. Closely
0: related, yeah.
2: And so you go and you teach them about Jesus Christ and you teach them what we believe and they start reading more in the Bible and in the Book of Mormon and they learn these things and you see how their life changes and how much happier they become. Seeing that in hundreds of people. Yeah. That is how I came to know it was true. Like obviously. Like Christ came if someone's life can change this much and they can gain this much happiness, there was specifically a guy I taught. um, His name was Hans Raj. Um, His nickname was Boise. Um, He's a wonderful man. He was in his late 60s. He was Hindu. Um, Me and my companion, I had been out on my mission for like four or five months at this point. And we met him just one night at his house. And we were just like, hey, and we gave him a little pamphlet about what we believe in. like, can we come teach you more about this? He was like, yeah, sure. And so the first couple of times we taught him, like he just seemed like these not like a sad guy, but he never smiled. He was always just like frown, like expressionless on his face. And then we taught him about the Book of Mormon and he started reading in the Book of Mormon and he started to develop faith in Jesus Christ And, like, it went from, like, wow, this guy never smiles to, wow, this guy never stops smiling. And you could just see, like, the light come into his life and him have greater happiness. When he started coming to church, I'm pretty sure to this day still he gets to church, like, 45 minutes before anyone else does, and he helps set up the chairs and everything. Um, That was a very specific moment with him where you could just see, like, a switch went off. Um, So it was seeing those things. That helped me to come to know it was true.
0: So as you reflect on that, like what is that – how do you feel about that? That you spent your whole life, you know, shaped one way and learning one way mm-hmm. and doing all this. And then all of a sudden your entire outlook on it is all of a sudden like it's different now.
2: You, de- I definitely felt bad because mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I've had this my whole life and I've not done like as nearly as much as I should have with it. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm grateful for the perspective that it gave me. Um, so it was just a nice reminder. Maybe a little bit of chastisement was there from God to me. Like, okay, you need to appreciate this whole thing more, Blake. Um, I'm grateful for it, for sure. That now I understand better. the cha- And even since I've seen those people and I've studied more myself, like... I've mentioned the Book of Mormon a couple times. We believe the Bible to be the Word of God, and we also believe the Book of Mormon to be the Word of God. And so before I left on my mission, I had never even read the Book of Mormon. Mm. It's, about, it's much smaller than the Bible. The Bible is like 1,500 pages. The Book of Mormon is about 500 pages, much shorter.
0: So for those that don't know, because I don't know, I have no grounding in what that is. What it, like What is the Book of Mormon? That's a good
2: subject. <laughs> um, so if you know anything about the Bible, you understand that it is the kind of like the history of the world a little yeah. bit. It starts from Adam, and it takes place in the Middle East, Israel, Egypt, that other side of the world where mm-hmm. God called prophets and sent them to teach, and then that's the Old Testament. It takes place on that side of the world, and then the New Testament is when Jesus himself came. Mm-hmm. In the Book of Mormon... It's about the prophets that God called on this side of the world in North and South America. So it's the same record of – and how they taught of Jesus Christ and prophesied of his coming, that God told the prophets on – in the Middle East about how Jesus Christ would come, and God told the prophets in the Americas how Jesus Christ would come as well. So it's the – there's like the full name of the book. It's the Book of Mormon another testament of Jesus Christ. How? So it's the
1: third part. It's like Old Testament, New Testament, Book of Mormon. Kind of, yeah. So it's like the third movie in the trilogy.
2: (laughs) It's Revenge of the Sith, yes. (laughs) Um, It is like a, a conflict I've run into a lot, teaching a lot of people about it. They're like,
0: I was going to ask, so when you introduce this idea, because I've had somebody who has not traveled around and I have mm-hmm. not shared the gospel with people all over the world. I've been here. So most people here have a basic understanding of what the Old Testament, New Testament are, whether believers or not. What does that look like when you all of a sudden introduce this new literature that seemingly comes out of nowhere?
2: There's... A lot of questions like, okay, like, how do you know this is true? And then yeah. that that all revol the that all goes back to the fact that we need to pray about these things mm-hmm. to know the truth. Um, study and prayer are key. Um, and so the Book of Mormon it doesn't it doesn't take away anything from the Bible. A, a thing I got told a lot is, oh, but like you're not supposed to add to the Bible. Well, oh, the Book of Mormon's a separate book. Like I said, they're written on two different sides of the world. The Bible is the testament of God's people on one side of the world. The Book of Mormon is the testament of God's people that lived here. That, again, it's... To put it as simply as I can, it's proof that... It's more proof that Jesus Christ is real. And it's strengthened my faith in Jesus Christ infinitely, honestly. Because it goes with the Bible. There's Instead of just one... Piece of evidence in the Bible, you have two in the Bible and the Book of Mormon.
0: Because it's easy for people to break down the Bible and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the attack is that there's a lot of contradictions and there's things happen one way and then things happen another way and this is disapproved of and then it's okay. So, like, how do you go back and forth? And the thing that a lot of people are short sighted on is that the Bible is one huge overarching story in the same way that if you watched a movie and a character at the start of the movie is acting one way. And then is acting a different way at the end. You wouldn't say, well, this movie's stupid because the character did something different. You'd mm-hmm. say, well, that's kind of how the movie plays out is things change and different things happen. So the Bible, when Jesus comes back and says, okay, the Old Testament, look, all that stuff that happened before was important, but I came and I fixed it. So now we're all fixed. It's better now. Like in layman's terms as much as possible, it's kind of what happened. is. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of rules set up, and then Jesus came and said, okay, the rules weren't working. Here's what is going to work from now on, so pay attention to what I did. Right? So that's all one overarching story that is all about Jesus.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So the Book of Mormon then is the same kind of thing then?
1: Well, well go how one. I – I talked to them about it a few weeks ago, and um, I, I said it was like the DLC kind of thing. <laughs> where it's like you get this full story, and then there, – wait, there's more. And so, like, you – it's th- to the story. Maybe. I think Im-
2: important context behind the Book of Mormon, too, is – so, again, it takes place on this side of the world mm-hmm. between the periods of 600 B.C. to about 400 A.D.
0: The Book of Mormon does? Mm-hmm.
2: So it covers a span of about 1,000 years on this side of the world. All right. And I'll I'll even oh – So it's – Is it okay if I share something from the Book of Mormon?
1: Yeah, 100%. So it's, f- like – Native Americans.
2: Yeah, right. like the ancestors of... That's what I was telling you. It's the ancestors of the Native Americans. Interesting. Long time ago. Yeah. I hope I can remember where this is.
0: Because then I'm... Because then I'm curious about... Again, I don't know anything. The extent of what I know is I've seen <laughs> the Book of Mormon and obviously <laughs> the play... And I expect <laughs> about one percent of that is relevant in any way, shape, or form. Um, so the story of Joseph Smith to me is really intriguing. It'd be easy for me mm-hmm. to be like, "Really, dude found tablets and whatever." I don't even know what the actual story is, but like, you know, that as an outsider, that just sounds weird. Mm-hmm. And then that a lot of it is based on that, or everything is based on that Book of Mormon-wise. Um, so that's where more questions would. Yeah.
2: Out. So, like, the Book of Mormon isn't about Joseph Smith yeah. or his story. Yeah, because if it's written, that that's what I ago.
0: didn't realize is yeah. yeah if it's if not it ended in
2: 480, obviously those tablets. It was a set of gold plates that that God helped Joseph Smith to find, mm-hmm. and since it was written so long ago, it was written in an ancient language. Yeah. And with the gift and power of God, Joseph Smith translated those gold plates into the Book of Mormon, and this is. Um, in a book, in the book of Mormon, there's 15 books. Okay. Um, this is called second Nephi. Um, so Nephi is the prophet and this is the second book that he mm-hmm. wrote. Um, it's the second book in the book of Mormon, second Nephi chapter 25 verse 26. And this is, this will tell you exactly what the book of Mormon is about. Okay. Um, it says, and we talk of Christ, we rejoice in Christ, we preach of Christ, we prophesy of Christ and we write according to our prophecies that our children may know to what source they may look for a remission of their sins. Hmm. That's like, that's what it's about. It talks of Christ, preaches of Christ, prophesies of Christ, so that those that come after may know of him and know that we need to look to him in order to be forgiven.
1: I mean, I I like that. (laughs) I mean, it's...
0: Seems seems (laughs) to line up pretty well. Yeah,
1: I mean, it applies well to... Us, too in a way like
0: <laughs> 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 yes um, there are a lot of stereotype isn't the right word but there's a lot of you know things that the outside world would say like if you bring up Mormonism they bring up a lot of things right are there that's super vague yeah but that was what are like the biggest uh, stereotypes might be the right word, like that you come across that are like this is what people think happens, and this is not how this works, or it is how this works, or I don't know if that question was um, <laughs> question was asked really poorly.
2: So like, I the biggest one is really just with the Book of Mormon, because like when I was on my mission, there's a lot of Christians in Guyana as well, um, and so a lot of them tell us like like no like the Bible is enough, like the Book of Mormon can't be true because we have the Bible. And then – so my my response to that every time the first thing I think of is, well, what's wrong with having something else that brings you closer and helps you learn more about Jesus Christ? Mm. Um, I'd say that's really the biggest one. I'm trying to think of like another like stigma with it.
0: Well, I mean like people are going to bring up polygamy. Mm-hmm. I, I was going about that. People are going to bring up like the afterlife and the idea of like – getting their own planets or being like gods of their own system or I'm not sure the exact wording, but like,
2: so we believe that trying to figure out how to put this as simply as possible because I was telling him a lot about it. Mm -hmm. um, That, that God is our, literally our father. He's the father of our spirits that we lived with him before we came to earth and that we, and that he created this plan for us to come to earth to gain bodies to have this mortal experience so that we could grow and progress and that after this life we can we have the potential to inherit everything that God has that he is a father that wants to give his children everything just like how fathers in this life want their children to have everything
0: okay
2: but it's not like oh you're a god over this specific planet but, no
0: so what is that
2: Essentially, we believe that we can live with and be like Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ.
3: Hmm.
0: So what does – if you had to describe what you thought the afterlife looked like, what eternity with God after you pass here, what that looks like, what – how would you describe that? Um, I mean, and that's probably going to be different for each individual, right? Because everybody kind of has their well, own understanding of things. Or my, is there something that is – of
2: my family I have now would be there, kay. and my family of the future would be there as well.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, like I was talking about earlier, we do believe in families are forever. That we do have the potential to be with our sisters, brothers, mothers, fathers, for not only for this life, but forever as well. That the relationships we make here can last and will last beyond death.
0: Those who are believers who have accepted... God and made that decision. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Like obviously someone who, let's say there's a person who was raised in the church and they left the church and they started disobeying God's commandments. Um, after having the truth and after knowing it, they left Yeah. and they started making all these poor decisions. That's the kind of person that, for example, wouldn't be living with God because no unclean thing can live in God's presence. And that's where Jesus Christ really comes in, because we do know that no matter where you go, no matter where you've been, God cares a lot more about where you're going. Yeah. And so it's all—it's really all about progression and trying to become better. And if you do that, if you do everything you can in this life, and will never be perfect in this life. True. The only perfect man was Jesus. Yeah. And if... If only perfect people could live with God, then the only person living with God would be... The only person who could go to heaven would be Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so we believe that, again, that's why Jesus Christ came. That if we do everything we can in this life, Jesus Christ will take care of the rest. Which is really most of it. Because we are puny beings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> True.
1: So like one of the things that is... I wouldn't even say like a stereotype, but it's brought up that um, like that polygamy is a thing. Like how, like that isn't a thing that you guys actually like preach for and stuff, correct?
2: No, we don't preach that polygamy is okay. Maybe. Because like I, I will, I will have one wife. Thank you very much. <laughs> I,
1: because like I know from like the shows and stuff that make like polygamists like more fan. Like they put them on shows and stuff. They are mm. normally Mormon, and they normally.
2: That's like a um, like a reformed Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints mm. that um, that today still practices it because I, I wouldn't sugarcoat it. There was a point in church early in church history where they did practice what they refer to as plural marriage synonymous with polygamy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, when it comes to that, like the first thing that I think of is that, for one, the world was a lot different. 200 years ago when joseph smith was around than it is now because this is it's a legitimate concern this is something a lot of people leave the church because of Mm -hmm. because they learn about the history of it and they're like oh i can't be a part of that um and so the first thing to understand is the world was completely different then and also you you read of a lot of people in the bible that had multiple wives david solomon abraham um was it joseph no, no, not Joseph. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. <laughs> yeah. Um, Moses. So it's clearly been a practice in, in Bible times, mm-hmm. and it was something that God commanded the church today in the earlier days of the church to do, and then he eventually said, okay, no more of that. Because <laughs> the, the big thing in the church is we believe that there's still a prophet on the earth today, that the church of Jesus Christ was restored through Joseph Smith. And after Joseph Smith passed away, another prophet was called. His name was Brigham Young. When Brigham Young passed away, another prophet was called. That was John Taylor. I don't have all their names memorized. And that that process, that authority, has been passed down in an unbroken chain until today. So we believe that God still reveals things through prophets Mm -hmm. in this day, just like he has, just like he did in Jesus' time, in Moses' time, in Abraham's time.
1: So, through a prophet, he can change. He, he can changes give, rules in He a way. can
2: give new revelation.
1: So, like, marry one person.
2: Yeah, like that.
1: But there's still, like, a, a small branch of you guys necessarily that still believes in doing that? Or still approves. Like not necessarily believes in it, but approves that it's okay?
2: It's not part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's mm. a different church
3: at this okay. point.
1: Like, so you've denounced them altogether pretty much. Yeah. That was one thing that I've I, – I talked to my friends about how we were going to do this.
0: And he's like, oh, bring this up. I'm like, okay, so I brought this up. <laughs> I mean, obviously a lot of it comes out of ignorance.
1: Yeah, well, of course. I mean, yeah. it's, we don't like, know this stuff. So that's like why we we're that here. Like, all that
2: started um, when Joseph Smith passed away and there was a lot of conflict in the church because – Joseph Smith was the person that this stuff was restored through.
0: Yeah,
3: and so once he passed gap, away, because
0: when did when did Joseph Smith start? Like when did the discovery?
2: 1820 early? is when he is when God and Jesus Christ revealed themselves to him.
0: So in the Book of Mormon, so you said that ended in 400 AD. It was 600. Yeah, 400 about 400 AD. AD is when the Book so of like <coughs> that time. So there's a gap then in the time period. There mm-hmm. from, from 400, at yep. least over here from 400 to 1800, and the same way there is a gap between the last book of the Old Testament and Jesus. Yep. So there's like okay.
2: There's a pause, a time of darkness, yeah. a time when the heavens were closed because of the wickedness of the world. Hmm. Like, like for example, like all of Jesus' like after Jesus was persecuted and killed. His apostles were sought after you read how Paul was martyred. Peter was martyred. All of them were, you would know, have James was beheaded. Yeah. Um, and so in times of wicked, it's hard for if, if God's going to be calling prophets and apostles and the people are just going to keep killing them, there's going to be a time where God has to wait. Yeah. Where his, the people of the world, his children aren't going to be trying to kill mm-hmm. the prophet because of, prophet's a child of God, too. So God isn't particularly happy when they are killed, specifically in the case of Jesus Christ. um, I'm sure he was specifically upset about that.
0: Um, Despite knowing it's going to happen. Yeah,
2: despite knowing it, it's still... Mad about it. That's one thing. This is just something I find interesting. It doesn't really have to do with the church. No, it's fine. Um, One thing that bothered me is when I meet people that tell me, like, oh... Like if God's real, if Jesus is real, why do they let all these terrible things happen? Mm-hmm. And they always reference 9-11 and all these terrorist yep. acts and all that. Yep. And there was, there's a really good book. It's called Jesus the Christ. It was written by a man named James E. Talmage, He was one of the apostles in the church 100 years ago. In 1912, he wrote this book. And my favorite part of the book is when he says that, Just because God knows everything that's going to happen doesn't mean everything that happens is God's fault. Hmm. Like like I said, we lived with God before, and we knew we were going to come to earth. God didn't want to take away our ability to choose. We have our own decisions to make. And so if one person's poor decision leads to someone else's suffering, which sadly happens a lot, you need to understand that, again, that's why Jesus Christ came to that there's going to be a judgment day and all those people that did terrible things will be judged and everything will hang in the balance for them. Um, There's actually something else I'd like to read. This is something that um, Joseph Smith actually wrote and it is my favorite scripture. Um,
0: So he has... So there when you say it's your favorite scripture,
2: there, I, there is scripture that Joseph Smith wrote as well.
0: That's included in the Book of Mormon, or it's, it's a, a separate, separate book
2: called the Doctrine and Covenants.
0: But it's but it's seen and accepted and included as scripture within mm-hmm. the church's Yep. Is that the only outside beyond the Book of Mormon, or is there's there more another like book
2: called the Pearl of Great Price, um, which was prophet? translations no. of other mm-hmm. records by Joseph Smith. But the Doctrine and Covenants is – oh, that's the wrong section. Um, The Doctrine and Covenants is specifically things that happened in Joseph Smith's time. Mm -hmm. And so uh, to just give context, this is – Joseph Smith was – the church was being persecuted. And Joseph Smith was in prison. Um, Figures. And this is something he wrote to the members of the church while he was in prison, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He was in prison. This is just part of it. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's still kind of long, but I love it. Um, it says, so this is a revelation that he received from God. So this is God speaking to Joseph Smith. It says, and if thou shouldst be cast into the pit or into the hands of murderers, and the sentence of death passed upon thee, if thou be cast into the deep, if the billowing surge conspire against thee, if fierce winds become thine enemy if the heavens gather blackness and all the elements combine to hedge up the way, and above all, if the very jaws of hell shall gape open the mouth wide after thee, know thou, my son, that all these things shall give thee experience and shall be for thy good. The son of man, meaning Jesus Christ, the son of man hath descended below them all. Art thou greater than he? Therefore hold on thy way, for God shall be with you forever and ever. Um, so just the idea there that especially the eighth, um, verse eight says the son of man, Jesus Christ hath descended below them all. Jesus Christ has gone below all our sins, below all our problems. He's suffered for it all. And since he's been there, he can lift us up. Um, and that's just something that is very inspirational to me.
0: That all of the worst possible things can happen. All yep. the worst evil can go on. And Jesus has already, he's countered all of it and been
2: through it. more. <laughs> No matter what you go through in this life, it is not anywhere near what Jesus Christ went through in his. And yeah, that's true.
0: Well, we've gone pretty long. Do you have anything else? I have the one last question that I'm going to ask. and then. The
1: um. No, I think let's hear your last question.
0: I mean, we could always – this conversation could go on for multiple <laughs> yeah. hours longer. Um, but – and you kind of answered it already earlier but I just like having the clear Um, Mm -hmm. this is your truth that you have grown up in, that you have learned about that you've taken in Um, what is it about your faith, what you know about Jesus, your relationship with Jesus, your knowledge of God, everything that you have accumulated and experienced in your life, how do you know that what you believe is true? Like, within your own life, all of this stuff that you (laughs) have experienced, encountered, learned everything. What is, like, how do you know that this is the truth in my life?
2: Because I've prayed about it a lot, and I've just felt, I've had experiences and feelings in my heart that I can't ignore, that I can't say, oh, that's just a coincidence. Mm -hmm. If I pray to know something is true, and then... I had a lot of spiritual experiences in Guyana that are honestly, like for me, too special to just share. Mm -hmm. And just going there, seeing the people, having those experiences that I know God has provided for me so that I can learn these things are true. It's through prayer. I don't think that ever would have happened if I didn't specifically pray for it. Um, So that would be my final thought there, just... If you want to know any spiritual truth from God, you need to pray about it and ponder it in your heart. That's how that's how the church was restored because Joseph Smith wanted to know which of all the different churches in the world were true back in the 17th century. And he prayed about it and had revelation and became a prophet. And through him, the church of Jesus Christ was restored. There you go. It works for everyone. Pray. Pray
1: and yeah. ask God.
0: True. Very true.
1: Big uh, prayer
0: person. All right. Well, we appreciate very much you coming and spending your time hanging out with us and talking about sports and football and your life. And My two favorite babies. things. <laughs> football, football and Jesus. Hey, that's that's a good list. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, just thank
1: you again for coming by, and thank you for everyone who listened. Uh, this is Thursday, October 17th. <laughs> In case I did that in the intro. I forget because I'm usually the intro guy. As um, always,
0: we are looking for sponsors. If anyone wants to give us money for whatever reason, you know, we'll take it. If you want to sponsor a segment or something, we're for it. If you want to come be a guest and talk about sports or share about your faith and whatever, we are open to hearing about anything. That's kind of why we wanted to do this is we want to have conversations with people that have information that we don't have. And so it was really cool today to, to get more information about the, the church of – Jesus Christ of Latter-day saints and and be filled in more on that. Um, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, from Bob's office. You can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram at from Bob's office, gmail from Bob's office at gmail.com, um, or me and Jake individually. I'm at jbomber 42 at Jake Mathis. Is Blake on social media
2: <laughs> I do. <laughs> just Blake Wall. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um,
0: and yeah, we're grateful that you have participated with us today, and we will be back on Tuesday.
1: Yes, we will. All right, have a good weekend. See ya.